Yo, um, hey, what up, Rose? It's um, it's it's me, Rod. Hi. Where's Chris? He left two days ago. He left. Yeah, he he got all paranoid and then he freaked out on me, and then he just got in a cab and left his phone. Wait, you haven't seen him? No, he never came back here. Oh my God! Could you hold on one second? She is lying like a motherfucker. I know that. Ooh, record. Speaker. Unmute. <clears throat> uh, Rose? I know why you're calling. Why is that? <laughs> it's kind of obvious, don't you think? What? That there's something between us. No, what you talking about, girl? I called you about Chris. No, Rod. Whenever we'd go out, I remember you looking at me. What the fuck you know? Chris is my best friend. Hey, look, if you give something to him... I know you think about fucking me, Rod. Ain't nobody thought about fucking you. Why would you say some stupid shit? What the... You ass, fuck you. I didn't want to... Fuck you. Bye. Shit. Ah, she's so... She's a... She's a... Ah, she's a genius. And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does, I think, what it says on the cough syrup bottle. It's best <laughs> film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. And I'm Ethan. And that's it this week. That's what we got. Uh, this was a hard This was a hard episode to get out. Yeah. yeah. Um, Your voice is starting to sound better. Uh, oh, well, thank you very much. <laughs> it helps when you're actually coming through like a microphone that's filtering and processing. <laughs> I remember when we did spam a lot. Uh, in the second time I did it, yeah. Oh, I had no voice. I lost the week of the show, and then the smoke came, which like sucked all the moisture out of my throat. Yeah. And then I think my first, and I'm like, I'm not, I was like barely able to speak. And then I'm listening to the voice with the microphone um, through the speakers, going, "That's not half bad, considering how little I've got." Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> and I had a big singing song later, and usually by that point it sort of like regained moisture. Yeah. But the start of the show was always rough. Oh. Yeah, so there we go. So uh, it was a bit of a weird one. We were supposed to get together unusual on Sunday. We record on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, we had a situation where Ethan, I mean, it's, it's, it's his, I mean, happy Halloween, belated Halloween, happy, everybody. Yeah, happy Halloween. Autosync October continues. <laughs> it is the sequel. There's always that, in a horror movie, there's always that one last scare. Yeah. That's what's <laughs> happened this week. So, <laughs> um, so Ethan couldn't make it for, for, yeah. for reasons beyond his control. And I felt yeah, really badly. We, yeah, we. Uh, my girlfriend and I lost lost her dog sud- very suddenly on on Saturday, and it was always oh, not not fun. And we're animal lovers here at the BFE, yeah, yeah. and so when Ethan told me that, I was like, "Hey, told geez, totally understandable." Mm. So I was like, "Can I get someone to do a, a replacement?" And so I reached out to friend of the podcast Hermes. Oh, and oh. I went because well, I think we owe him one. Yeah, yeah because yeah, of whiplash because yeah. the audio levels were trash. Mm-hmm. So I said, uh, you know, we. I said, "Hey, have you seen Get Out?" He goes, "Yeah." And I thought, Team Ethan, this is a great substitute. <laughs> so I said, what do you think? Do you fancy being on the pod? And he goes, great. What day? I said, well, we record on Sundays. He goes, oh. I'm like, what? He goes, I'm at a wedding ceremony on the Sunday. <laughs> if we could do it before or after, I'm like, no, we're locked in. Sunday's our day because it's hard to get all of us together. And he, so he sent me a video of him asking his wife, hey, <laughs> Can I miss? A, it, it's, it's all just a shot of like, the floor of his car because yeah, yeah, this yeah. gimmick never appears on camera, right? Hey, can I do 
the BFE podcast? She goes, fuck off. <laughs> oh, I, I love that you tried. I love that you attempted it. If Hermes gives me permission, I might include the audio from that as the coda this week. Oh, that's brilliant. I'll, 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 I'll see if he'll let me. I love Hermes' wife already. Love so then her. I was like, okay, we'll power through, but it felt weird because n- n- none of the three of us knew, knew the film. No. Yeah. So mm. I'm like, I mean, I can do it, but it turned out I couldn't do it. No. Because my voice went. And I mean, it went, went uh, so much so that I've been teaching at a school in math for four years uh, outside of COVID. I've never missed a day of work. Nope. I'm very proud of that fact. I'm like, I got to call into work. So I called oh. into work and uh, you, have, you have to, you have to phone the head. Mm-hmm. You have to phone the head and go, Hey, I can't make it in. He's a lovely guy. Uh, but still he was like, I was like, Oh, he seemed confused. And I was phoning him. And I'm like, this is the process. We're supposed to do this. I'm supposed to call you. And he was clearly driving on the way to work. And I was like, I, 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 when I lay down, I just cough. Yeah. Like I can't do like, and if I can't breathe. And if you can't breathe, you can't sleep. <clears throat> no. Nope. So I'm like, I'm done. And he's like, well, okay. Yeah. No worries. And so I sent a couple of work. And yeah, yeah, I saw him the next day. He goes, he goes, how are you? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm all right. Thanks. He goes, you sound a lot better. <laughs> so to give you an idea, like my, my esophagus was like inflamed. Ouch. Like, oh yeah, just from coughing. Mm. Just from coughing all the time, it was so irritated. So, um, so if you hear some substandard, like that's not usually what Ian's dulcet tones sound like. Um, yeah, there's a reason for that. So we, for the first time in the history of whatever, we don't have that Tuesday thing ready to go now. So I'm like, we're definitely getting one out this week. We are because that's a streak mm. I'm really proud of too. Uh huh. We've always had an episode per week since we launched. We have. And so we don't want to end that. So uh, we had a situation where all four of us couldn't make it at the same time. George has got an essay due for, uh, for, for uni. And she was like, well, maybe. And I'm like, no, I'm pulling rank. Do your essay. <laughs> Teacher mode engage. Do, do, do your essay. That's more important. And this is, yeah, it was, and it was also more important that we weren't sure what, what we were getting and get out. We nope. didn't know because we hadn't seen it. Yep. And I went, there's a good chance Georgia might like freak out and not do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. so, so it turns out I think, I think she should be okay with it, uh, Ashley. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, so that's the long and winding story behind why we didn't have a Tuesday release. Uh, yeah. There we are. Well, what everybody, I mean, even if Ethan could have made it, I mean, I, I, I would have had to bow out and gone, Ethan, you lead, mm. and I'll literally pop in with just moments. I'd have been so miserable. <laughs> I'd have been sat there going, I want to talk, but I can't talk. <laughs> and you were going, oh, damn, I missed something. And, and I'd be like coughing the whole way through. I'd yeah. be, oh, it would have been terrible to edit. Mm. Like, if you listen, you hear a little bit of it on Saturday. I'm like, so we did the Don't Worry Darling. If you haven't listened to it, Don't Worry Darling. We did a see it or skip it on it and i was gonna put it out on friday but when we didn't have an episode i went well i can put this out at least mm-hmm. and you hear about three or four times i give a pretty good cough i thought i muted it but it shows up in the recording i don't know what that's about okay but i was like whatever you know i had a cough this is what you get you get kind of like yeah. raw and unedited it's kind of the bfe way <laughs> you can't be on the top peak every day if anyone's like man you guys are really slick in your editing not really anymore i just put a <laughs> i just put an intro and a conclusion on it and just publish it <laughs> and if ethan says something questionable we just write down the time of when he said it <laughs> and then i gotta edit it so for all you team ethan people you gotta realize there is he's the only one i have to edit for can you, can you remember the good old days when you used to edit um in the early days and you'd be editing everything <laughs> oh everything to the very minute every um every yeah. and then when you were doing the remote sessions and then you had that phone that kept pulsing <laughs> oh, i tell you it took me so long to get rid of the, so oh it was sorry. so bad i'm so sorry yeah so uh i'll tell you who's not so bad though that's our patreon yeah. backers yeah. who are, they're there for us all the time 
Yeah, thank all the time. Yeah. Thank you. So we got to say Sarah thank Rock. you too, Reverend Bruce, Julene, Hermes, yeah. Lena Oberholzer, right. Katie McRae, Anthony and Davies, yeah. Chris Peterson, I know. Randall. What's your handle? Silva, Woo. Dwayne Smith, <laughs> Dwayne Smith, the Yeetmeister, Yeet. Nate the Great, Hey, Andy Dixon, right. Holly Callen, yeah, cheesy. With a fish on a bike. <laughs> Richard and Woo. newest member of the Patreon pool. First time in a live episode being able to say this. Ryan Kukats, thanks a lot. Hey, Let me know if I'm saying it right. Kukats, I think. <laughs> cool name. Yeah, welcome. A, a Kukats name. He's a he's a cool cat, Mr. Cool Kukats. Cool yeah. <laughs> Ryan Kukats. <laughs> All right, let's do some reflections and corrections. Uh well, let's put it this way. Ethan, you remember, I believe, that we when we did Bowling for Columbine, we got a lot of stuff. Because this is yeah. our first episode since we've done Bowling, since we released Bowling for Columbine, Snatch, yeah. and Slumdog. Slumdog. Yeah, cool. and I'm part of two of those. You were part of two of those. So yeah, you've, you've had a very long break. I have. Yes, yeah. you have. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there was a uh, a moment here. I'm trying to remember if, where I've put this. Okay, I put it there. All right. So uh, reflection and correction. Ethan, you might remember there was a, a little debate we had about a certain moment of uh, Bowling for Columbine. Let's refresh people's memories. We go to Dick Clark's Rock and American Grill. We find out Tamarla was the mother's name. Yeah. Worked at the restaurant. She's a good employee. She worked two jobs, also worked at the fudgery, the fudgery. Mm-hmm. but she still couldn't pay her rent, was evicted, moved in with her brother, and it was his gun. I don't think she moved in. I think just the children did. Yeah. Was a, was what they, the children moving because she didn't want to take them out of school. Oh, right. Okay, maybe. Yeah. It was like, no, 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 no. That's not true. Because she says that she never saw her kid take the gun because she was already on the bus. That's the way the narration went. She's in the house. Oh, I mean, the, the narration conflicts itself because so at one point there's absolutely a bit that she doesn't says, want to move her kids out of. No, because she moves in with, they a, with move a brother. In with, they move in, meaning her as well. They move in with her brother. The children so she move in with the brother. Well, so the children don't move schools. That part still exists. No, no, no. Yeah, I know. I think I'm no. I'm not arguing with you. I'm arguing yeah. with the narration because I think it does contradict itself. Then. Oh, do we have to check this again? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> and oh, no. check it. We did. And so I'm going to say this. We. I wanted to watch the football, and George said, "No, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta check that." <laughs> so I was like, "All right, get on, George. <laughs> Let's check it." And there's a mistake. I think I made. I'd like to send that one out to Georgia, wherever yeah. she may be. Oh no! It does use the, the the communal they, which does allow for misinterpretation of it. Mm-hmm. But she agreed after watching the second time. It, it the intent clearly is. That the 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 mother and the children both move with the brother, uh, so she agrees with that. So she want to throw a little bit of it's a little ambiguity. We're using the word they rather than we. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess it was Michael Moore saying it. So the general, yeah, they versus they. It could mm-hmm. be. It could be. Inter- oh, I'm going to turn that off. It could be interpreted <laughs> either way. But uh, but yeah. So as a result of that, uh, it's two in a row I've gotten a win on. So I'll go ahead, well and I will definitely take that. So that would be how we did on that one. Uh, a little bit more coming up. We got some feedback here from... What's the scuttlebutt? That's from Hermes. Oh. Head of the scuttlebutt uh, podcast. And we've got... Uh, he says, hey, I would love to sit down. This is about Bowling for Columbine. And discuss some of these topics for you guys or anybody else fully. But we'll just say, I did really appreciate everyone's approach with dealing material when dealing with material like this. Respectful and honest. Nicely done, guys. And that was hey. a big thing because we went in there going... We clearly know what our natural bias is going to be because yeah. we come from country or countries. Yep. 
where gun culture isn't as prevalent. And mm-hmm. we're talking about a place where gun culture is very prevalent and people for whom that's their normal. And so we need to make sure that we're not coming across as rude because it's so George used the word bizarre, which was an interesting choice of word, I think, because mm-hmm. it is so pardon the pun foreign to us. It is. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, uh, so I was glad to hear that because we really did try. We even had a little bit of a meeting before we hit on the air. I said, here's the point. Here's where we're going for. Here's what I'm aiming for. Okay. Cool. And a, a job mission accomplished. Well done I'm team. Sad I missed it. Tell you what, it was dense. Was it? Well, because it, cause it's a, it's a documentary. So you don't need to give like, like, yeah, you don't need yeah, to let the story yeah. breathe. It's just information I nonstop. Seen it many, many, many years ago. Yeah. Uh, Carlo says, uh, "I'm looking forward to you guys doing more documentaries. There are some great ones out there. Thanks a lot, Carlo." Mm-hmm. Uh, DS, who the heck is DS? Dwayne Smith. That's right. <laughs> That's the most quizzical Dwayne Smith. <laughs> I didn't want to commit just in case. <laughs> no, you're right. Since you guys were spot on, I would have liked to have heard Liam on this. I think he would have oh, struggled. Sorry, dude. I think he would have struggled to hide his true feelings. Oh, I would have done. Yeah. <laughs> George's excellent pronunciation of "I'll do this in her honor." Columbine throughout <laughs> provided some funny and much needed lighter moments. I'll agree with you because it was a hard one to because yeah. you couldn't make any jokes. No, because it's all real. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I struggle to f- keep my personal feelings to myself with this. I find the situation incredibly frustrating. Can't believe nothing's ever done about it. Ultimately, comes in the money like everything else, but imagine if you're a child or a loved one. Ultimately, guns serve no purpose. The situation is ludicrous. I'd say, Dwayne, you're on the same side of the Atlantic as we are. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. it's that, like, it's so foreign to us. It is. Yeah. Uh, we've got something on Snatch from uh, resident Posty Russell. Hey, Russell. Hey. Uh, he wanted to correct me on the on the pronunciation. Of, I, I get it. It's Labrooks. Ladbrokes. It's called it's called Ladbrokes. Yep, I've learned. Oh, that. I was right. Well, no, you were. You, I never. I said because I said on the episode, I've only read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, when people were saying it was Ladbrokes, I was like, yeah, I believe you. Yeah, yeah. But we were having the argument, Ethan, whether it was one or two O's, and I was right on that one. It's only one O. One O. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. So it looks like lad, lad broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why? Why you broke, lad? Because I went and bet at Ladbrokes. <laughs> there we are. Uh, Dwayne Smith says this episode was so funny. You are sorry. That was Dwayne Smith. It was a snatch was so funny. That was Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Smith. Jeez, he's getting, rough, he's getting a rough ride about Georgia. Here. <laughs> I'm sorry. This episode was so funny. You were all on top form, and Liam's traveler impression was brilliant. Uh. I can't believe no one mentioned Fight Club when you were talking about Brad Pitt's best roles. Oh, there we are. Yeah. I think, oh yeah. I think, oh no, I, I don't have the button yet. There's a mistake. I think I made. I want to go back to that force. There we go. Now Liam's going to learn how to go back to the other screen he was current. Look at that. I've got an assistant <laughs> producer here. Uh, there we are. Um, uh, it's right up there, and you covered it on the pod. Yeah, we did. That's really yeah. embarrassing that we forgot that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Shy Burgerfreund. We're still getting feedback on the big short. Really enjoyed the episode. Even though she has an econ degree, she can say she learned a few things from Alex during the show she didn't know before. Oh, it was really informative. Uh, yeah. She's also glad that Alex gave a shout-out to a film called Margin Call. I think it's a better film than The Big Short. We'll keep that one in the pipeline. Maybe we'll do that with Alex down, down, down the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, good, cool. Uh, Step Taylor, uh, talking about Snatch, says, I'm with Hermes. The flick is the very definition of a seven. Never been much of a guy guy well done still stunned he was hired to direct the 2016 computer and i'm sorry still stunned he wasn't hired to direct the 2016 adult computer animated comedy film sausage party perhaps (laughs) the studio refused to call it bangers high tea the film that i've discovered like yesterday is getting a tv adaptation on amazon prime and god is dead 
Okay, but can we at least appreciate Step Taylor's bangers high tees at a yeah. yeah. party? That's well done. Well done, well done. <laughs> uh, some quick little shout-outs. We got Sci-Fi Remnant, Kevin from the podcast that wouldn't die, So Wizard Podcast, Cinema Recall Podcast, Stu from SWO Productions, Kev Dogs, as he always hey, reverses in and drives out, just like Liam. Ah, we good. <laughs> we got three gifts of the week. Here they are in really, really quick form. Ready? <laughs> Go. We had one for soup. This one goes to, let me hear it, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith! Uh, it's, it was a Seinfeld one. Have you ever seen Seinfeld? Yeah, No soup Seinfeld. for you. No, it wasn't no soup for you. That finished no? second. Who had that? Uh, Cheesy. Cheesy went no soup for you. Uh, this is when he goes out for dinner with Banyan, and Banyan's like, I'm having soup, but doesn't count. He goes, oh no, you're having the soup. This counts. <laughs> and it did count, so well done. And before Hermes goes and says, this is rigged. A gift of the week for Caravan went to Hermes with a little hey. sunshine gift and then gift of the week for elephant went to hermes again for an elephant emerging so he's on a two week streak hey, well done <laughs> there we go but i'm sure it was rigged because it went all three <laughs> <laughs> uh fantasy football i don't even know where to start oh, uh, oh my god all i know is that you two you two jokers are second last and last respectively oh. and you both only have one win. win if ethan picks up another win he'll pass you it doesn't i got my first no win what i did oh i destroyed you last you week did. i don't matter what i do and when oh. i try Pick up players, drop players, Amazing. move things around. Jesus. Yeah, well, you know how well, it is. Well, I'm getting the hump. It was very much a... Uh, <laughs> acknowledge me. Kind of weak, yeah. Oh, I do acknowledge Kevin, the podcast, who wouldn't die, he's lost three on the trot. He started off 5-0, and oh, and he's lost his last Ooh. three. Yeah, yeah. I think if I, I kind of forgot about fantasy football this, this weekend. I feel if I did, I might have actually been able to do something. I'm not sure. I think he got beat pretty handily this week. I think it was like 19 to 47. Yeah. 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 Don't you dare beat me this week. Uh, are you am just, I playing, are you playing am each I, other? I think so. Oh, wow. Because I've got oh. I've got Georgia this week. Oh, oh, i got to check this. So now. I'm a 60-40 favorite over Georgia. She she did her update. She did her lineup today. Yeah, i got Ethan. You have Ethan. So it's all, yeah. wow, it's the first week we've had BFE versus BFE on both fronts. You're going oh. down, man. So, yeah, is, we've, got, we've, got, we've got the A bracket with me and Georgia, <laughs> and we've got, like, the consolation bracket yeah, with you two all right, jokers. All right, all right, all right. Liam's tried to win for now, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and do so. Get half I just, those zeros in your roster, yeah. Yeah. There we go. I want to move a place for once in my life. Excellent, Ian Davies put, like, 180 points up last week. I was like, damn. Woo. I was like, did I score I the highest? Beat- did I score the highest? And, no, he beat me by, like, 0.96 of a point. <laughs> I think he might have beat me last week. Uh, he beat me last week so it wasn't that yeah we we kate yeah he oh yeah 129 to 172 was that him last week yeah yeah so (laughs) no wonder i lost week seven i lost to him yeah, I was a yeah, and we yeah. And, yeah, that's why you it wouldn't have mattered what you did. And yeah. then we we gave destroyed Liam. So. Yeah, he destroyed. I'm gonna destroy Georgia this week. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. <laughs> uh, why not leave us a review? Apple or Spotify? I hear five is a nice number. Five. Is the magic number. We have a review. Ooh. Oh. On Apple Podcasts. Oh, nice. Refers to us as a well-paced, energetic podcast that deep dives into all the aspects of a film, series, or actor. You can tell they're friends in real life and really do enjoy doing this together, and that comes across in the microphone. If you listen regularly, you'll learn about cinematography and film styles as Ian is a media teacher and Ethan studies it. They're interactive on Twitter and encourage you to join as much as possible. They've got an impressive back catalog and are happy to take suggestions. If you don't mind learning or want to interrogate a film more, this is the pod for you. Wow, that's cool. Aww. Well written. It is? Yeah. 
Especially when I tell you we know this person. Really? Oh, it's Kev Dog. Oh, Kev Dog. Thanks a lot, Kev. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And so this, much. Isn't, this isn't Kev from the podcast that no, wouldn't no, die. No, no, no. This is Kev Dog, who we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. buddy, like, Kev Dog. Like I drive whenever I, I carpool with Georgia for like a show or something like that. If I'm picking her up, like I drive by Kev's house. Oh, nice. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> you're so lucky you get to drive by kev's house that's a really nice, nice review i mean yeah. we're in. thanks we're a lot in. kev yeah, yeah i thought you. he stopped listening to it yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah he was used to comment a lot and then he didn't ah. he did a couple of things and then also we had this lovely reviews so thanks a lot kev cheers dude yeah Thank when you. you mentioned him a bit earlier in this recording i was like oh does he still listen nice <laughs> yes oh that was that kev dog yeah whoops <laughs> See, I got confused. I was thinking Kevin the pilot wouldn't yeah, die up there. Yeah, yeah. I wish um, we sometimes had camera because I could I could see like the actual gears turning for realizing which Kevin I was talking about. I was going to go. Can we talk about this for two minutes about our respective shows we were in? But I'm going to table that for next week when George is back. Also, because oh, it's a small link. But maybe, should we talk about the fact that like for our American listeners, last time you heard us, we were talking about our new prime minister. We were. <laughs> And it's time for us to talk about our new prime minister. Our new prime minister. Because, <laughs> for now. Because, yeah, yeah our, our Liz Truss, the one who thought I was an inspirational Robbie, no, that's Robin Williams type, uh, she's not prime minister anymore. No, for now it's, no. days. Now it's Rishi Sunak. Yeah. Dishy yeah. Rishi. Will he do li- more than Christmas? Already, already, yeah, on the back foot. He is. He I've, is. I've, I saw there was a thing that there were already letters of no confidence. So I'm going, oh, if, is he going to beat her high score? If if he steps down, surely the only answer is Boris, isn't yes. it? Yes, and which is terrifying. Because <sighs> Boris you, will run again. You know what they do? If they appoint him as leader and do, let's do a general election, mm-hmm. he might win. <laughs> yeah, because that's the only prayer they've got. Because the conservatives are in the toilet. Yeah, in the toilet. It's like mm-hmm. a thirty point gap in the polls right now. Wow. I say we take Man ha- Matt Hancock out of the Australian jungle and see what he does. Yeah, it's a very Wait, well he's been suspended. So yeah, one of our members of Parliament has been suspended because he decided to uh, take part in a game show. Well, to be fair, if he's on the game show, how can he does his do his work? Prediction: Will he last longer on the game show than Rishi lasts as PM? <laughs> I wonder. I'll say. I, think, I also. I think. I think Rishi outlasted. I, I think he. Would I also think it's wild because get me out of here. Because <laughs> Nadine Dorries did it a couple years ago, um, and she's fine. I don't know who these people are. No, that no. one that everyone thinks has a crush on Boris. I don't know who that is. <laughs> That's half the women in East Anglia. Uh, <laughs> um, let's go terrible. for this. So um, let's talk about why are we doing this? We're doing this because the Patreon backers declared it so. Yeah. Yeah. So. Shame you didn't go for Ghostbusters, but you know. I don't even remember what my, what my pick was now. Rocky Horror. Was it Rocky Horror? Yeah. All right. I'm assuming. Uh, maybe George the Rocky? I have no, no. no George's was Adam's family, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, George yeah. was Adam's family. Yeah. I must have done Rocky Horror. Yeah, yeah. I would have Rocky Horror or a little shop. It would have been one of those two. One day we'll hmm. do all of them. One day we'll do all of them. Yeah. yeah. And this one, it was the first year that my pick didn't win for the Halloween vote, actually. <laughs> so there we go. I guess so on Twitter. Ian, I guess not on, always right. I guess on Twitter it was easier f- for me to rig it. Uh, all those burger accounts I've made up. You know, e- e- Elon Musk, don't take them away from me, please. <laughs> all I got to do was the eight pound, uh, eight month, pound a month clarification. So, yeah, so I can make up an account that says Boris Johnson, pay my eight pounds a month, and everyone's going to go, oh, it's Boris. It's clearly Boris, yeah. Clearly, I, I couldn't even imagine I could tweet anything sillier than what he would come up with. That's crazy. But, yeah, because the tick is, so how do we know who the real one is? That's the blue yeah. tick's for. So now there's going to be a blue tick because you can pay for it. Eight pounds a month? Yeah, it's essentially, yeah. That's what, what he's pitching, yeah. No. 
Oh, it's a ter- it's a terrible format. Oh. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to pay a pound a month. You can still be on Twitter for free. But if you want yeah. the blue tech, it's no, eight pounds I a month. No, I know, but wow. Yeah. That's mad. Um, so here we go. Uh, the pitch for this movie is, uh, Get Out, is a young African-American visits his white girlfriend's parents for the weekend, where his simmering uneasiness about the reception of him eventually reaches a boiling point. Directed and written by Jordan Peele. You might know him from the Key and Peele show. You might yeah. know him from Us. You might know him from Nope. You might know him from Big Mouth, just released season six. I've never seen. I've. I've oh, really? I. I just. I don't get I like it. I don't. I don't get. I think it's the art style. I just. I hate that. Like art style. I think I knew the voice actors most of them already. So I think I was going into a world that I already knew. Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing. I wanted to like it because I love John Mulaney. I love Nick Kroll. Uh, I love Jenny Slate for uh, for uh, until she left the show. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. I just. I just. It's the art style. Just doesn't work for me. Uh, cinematography by Toby Oliver, who's done a lot of stuff I've never heard of. <laughs> and music by Michael Abels, who's done Us, who's done Bad Education, and Nope. So definitely a, a frequent collaborator of Jordan Peele. First time I saw this was tonight. Liam, first time you saw this? Yeah, first time. Okay, Ethan, first time you saw this? Uh, when it came out in the cinema. I love Jordan Peele. I, I adore that man. Yeah, I like Kim Peele. Yeah. yeah, I went back and watched some Akeem Peel this, but I also found out uh, he's married to Chelsea Peretti, who's um, Gina from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, oh really? Oh, yeah, which I thought was cool. There we go. But, uh, going back, I've, uh, he's, he he talks a lot in like their little segments outside of the sketches about horror films, but specifically Candyman, and he got to do a Candyman movie like a year or two ago. I did so, see like, that. Yeah, yeah, his, thing, his thing's uh, horror now, which is weird. Hmm. yeah it is kind of weird but i don't think i'm seeing yeah. this because he was so comedy centric yeah um so uh ethan any any context corner to start us off before we deep dive yeah um so like we said he had a history he didn't have any history really of horror uh because he he did the sketch show key and peel but uh despite that like i said he was a massive horror fan uh to the point that when uh key from key and peel was uh in a movie uh that was produced by producer sean uh mckittrick key said to him you need to meet jordan he's just a horror fanatic so they meet up for coffee and peel says here's an idea you're never gonna make he pitches get out and mckittrick buys the pitch immediately pays peel to write it and he writes the first draft in two months and he used his comedy uh, skills because he felt that horror is the same as comedy because they go hand in hand uh, saying that so much of it's about the pacing and all of it hinges on the reveals so comedy gives him this training of the suspense and the impact um it's all about th- timing, yeah. that's what i yeah, said yeah. when i got in trouble at work i'm like fear is so close to comedy so I'm like, <laughs> like they say i'm scaring them <laughs> it's, the, it's the same thing it's just right <laughs> You're starting to do your fester. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, the film was shot in 23 days in Alabama, with Peel stressing, though, that the story isn't set within the South. Uh, I don't know how much I can sort of talk without giving any mo- anything else away, but I will say, uh, just because uh, I mentioned the, the South, um, the film avoided taking place in a red state, so a more uh, right-wing Republican state, uh, because... Oh, okay. Uh, they wanted the villains to avoid being the typical like hillbilly redneck stereotypes of racist, and they felt it was it was just a bit too easy. So they chose instead that they would create the false sense of security 
see you can get in uh, in blue states with uh, New York liberals because they uh, people viewed that form of virtue signaling brownie points as oh we're really woke uh, to be more. Uh, more of a, a a mask and you'd later see that he said in like obama like the obama third term comments and everything yeah, that we'll yeah, yeah. explore later on so instead of just overt racism subtle racism of more yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah uh, white liberals that. yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, and that's all i've got until we get to certain characters and moments all right let's start with dive sounds good start with the universal title card i just love the universal theme oh me too yeah yeah boom, should- boom. Da, 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 da. I can't. So I gotta keep going now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Blumhouse's title theme. I don't like that as much. It's too much. Yeah. It was like I wonder what genre I'm watching. It's just like you know, <laughs> this bad computer animation as it pans around. It's like ah, like, <laughs> gee. With a Blumhouse movie, it's like a fifty. You're either gonna get a really bad film or you're gonna get one of these. Okay. Um, it was a dark and peaceful night. Meet Andrew Logan King, played by Lakeith Stanfield. I know. I was saying to you today, Liam, I was like, I know him from something. What do I know him from? It's just hit me. A donut hole inside of a donut <laughs> hole. He's the he's the like the lead cop in, in Knives Out. Oh, yeah. is he? Yeah. I was <laughs> yeah. like, why where do I know this guy from? That, that's where I know him from. <laughs> it seemed very um Halloween esque though, this opening, didn't it? Oh, okay. a lot of this film is based on stuff like Halloween, The yeah. Shining. Like, um, I what was I can't remember the uh, the 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 Stepford Wives as well. Yeah. I mean, wh- why would you turn your yeah, like use it, lean into it, yeah, yeah, yeah. say things without having to say things. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's lost and he might be drunk because he's talking to himself. <laughs> which later we find that he's a jazz musician. So maybe, maybe uh, he's definitely been tailed by a white car. And there's great use of depth of field. So. The car's only in, in, in focus when he's looking at it. And when he's not and he's walking down the street, it's a little bit blurry behind him. Really, really well done, I thought. It was. As far, well as far as the choice, yeah. It just struck me who that person might be. Who's that? When we get you know, a bit further on. Oh, yeah, that's exactly who it is, yeah. yeah, yeah oh, yeah. Yeah. Same music. I missed it, too, so I went to look yeah. up who the character was. <laughs> but I was like... Oh, it's the guy from earlier. So yeah, I, yeah. I think I would have got there after they, they get there later in the movie. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely missed it when it first popped up. He turns around to where he came from in order to avoid the car. He then stops in the middle of the road and the camera follows. So it follows him. So we leave the car for a minute and then it pans back around and we now see the car in the background, but there's a door open. I was like, why are you walking into the middle of the road and why are you stopping? Because I thought he was going to reverse and hit Yeah. Me. Um, and so that I wrote, yep, I was right. He dies because <laughs> someone's got him in a bit of a stranglehold. No one we know. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about who this is later. Who who even does does, does the kidnapping? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's pretty obvious who this must be. Mm-hmm. Mm. But we'll leave it there for a minute. As well, because he opens talking on the phone to his girlfriend, and he like ends it with set, like asking where his girlfriend is, and then this happens. Hang on, is he on the phone with his girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. Like well, he's talking to himself. Yeah, no, so he's on the phone and oh, he's asking he's like phone. his girlfriend like whereabouts in the in like the area he is. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Um, he looks at the phone to see where he is, didn't he? On his yeah, uh, I guess GPS. Is that right? Thing? All right. Yeah. We got Run Rabbit Run, a song, and then that ends as the as the door shuts. We get the title yeah. credits, and then skillfully jumps to a score of an I'm going to say in the genre of ominous redneck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Which was kind of weird, considering Ethan just said 
previously about they didn't want it to be a redneck country <laughs> and yeah. more more yeah. of a, a right choosing uh, choosing a state that's a bit more yeah yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. well they said it's uh, it's set in upstate New York like supposed to be sort of upstate New York just like some some well, maybe, vague white blue state maybe so we don't bite right away yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I think it was, it's not it's not a bad shout then we get still photos clearly taken by someone with talent. I'm not yeah. sure if I have talent as a photographer. I'm not sure if I do. Uh, that's something I want to get better at. And I don't know why they're great photos, but I looked at them and went, those are great photos. Yeah, I do. I was looking and going, these are fantastic. I don't know why. Do you know, I'm when I take photos, I, I'm very arty with my photos. And I can take good photos, but I'm not good at the whole uh, editing to make the colors look the way they do with people. It's because you're busy putting, like, cartoon hats on people's heads and things like that. <laughs> we was out here taking photos of Snapchat, everybody. <laughs> I wish my photography class photos looked as good I as remember this. the first time you discovered Snapchat. <laughs> oh, that was an incredible time. We were out for a meal. We'd done a show together. And uh, there was like an older person's table and a younger person's table. And Liam, of course, found himself at the younger person's table. <laughs> And as he discovered that you could put all these things in real time, there's this augmented reality. Yeah, yeah. You got louder and louder, and your voice got higher and higher pitched each time. It was so funny. I didn't know that could happen. That could work. I didn't know your voice could go that high. <laughs> Jeez. Um, and then we meet Chris Washington, played by Daniel Kalua. Sorry, Kalu, Kaluya. Is that right? Kaluya, yeah. Daniel Kaluya. Daniel Kaluya. There we are. Well he, he narrates the... Uh, the all or nothing Arsenal season. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. It's a really good series as well. Ethan likes football now. So we have to, you know, he's, <laughs> Listen, he's mad at sports have, now. Well Arsenal done, have Ethan. lost like twice so far Ars- this hey, season. Arsenal's my team, buddy. Don't give me this stuff. I'm saying, no, I, they're I, doing I, really I know, well. I know they are. I know they are. Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, Danny Kaluuya. Arsenal till I die. I'm Arsenal <laughs> till I die. I think I am. I know I am. I'm Arsenal till I die. I'm doing the whole until they lose. Are they the ones with the gun? They're the ones who Gunners. are first. They're the ones who are first in the sticker album. <laughs> it was my favorite story you ever told me. <laughs> People do like that. George is always like, tell them why. <laughs> Whenever we're at a show and football comes, I'm like, oh, I like Arsenal. Tell them why. Oh, that's funny. That's a funny story. I didn't know that. So, well, yeah, it was just because they were first in the sticker album, so well, they must, must be the best. And the next year, they were still first. I'm like, oh. <laughs> And I hated, I hated Aston Villa because they're so close. They're so close. <laughs> That's brilliant. I remember I read out, I used like some dice and did like like football scores. Yeah. So Arsenal played Villa and just went down the list. And my, I remember my dad going, "Oh, it's cute. They're in alphabetical order." And I was like five. I'm like, I feel like such an idiot. <laughs> At five, I was like self-loathing, going, "How can you be so stupid? How did you not know it was alphabetical order?" Because I was a bright five-year-old. I knew what alphabetical order was. Yeah. But I was like self-loathing at like five. It's my first memory of self-loathing ever. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> Me doing the match of a day. Uh, I, but no, uh, with Kaluuya, he was cast in November of 2015, uh, the fir- one of the first people cast, because of his performance in the Black Mirror episode five, 15 Million Merits, which is the second ever one uh, after the uh, awful... Uh, Prime Minister has to have sex with a pig episode. Uh, okay, I haven't yeah. seen this one. Uh, so, or, or in, one. yeah, yeah. So in uh, Kaluuya's episode, it's basically this whole thing of well, no spoilers. I might want to watch this. Oh no, it's <laughs> like it's a very you, you'd it's a very techno like. I mean, every episode is what if your mum was on batteries? Technology is evil, kind of thing. But he does a great performance in it, 
and uh, he chose he chose to do Chris because I think um, we know what our next character specific um, badge <laughs> is going to be. It's going to be a picture of Ethan's head saying, "What if your mom was on batteries?" I'm <laughs> 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 like, I'm like, I think in bows. That's a thought bubble. <laughs> If we did that for every single absurd Jeez. thing I question, we would have unlimited we, badges. We'd be set. Badges? Yeah. That's funny. You need our stinking badges. <laughs> uh, he, cho- he chose Chris because he views uh, him as the everyman and said he's similar to J. Cole, just that guy that everyone in the area knows and has been in class. Just a good guy. Daniel Kaluuya. There yeah, we I are. got it. I'm there. Well done. You might know him because he was in the first Black Panther. Yes, he's the one who uh he's the jerk, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's the one who um is married to uh oh god, uh is it Nakia? No, Nakia's the girlfriend to Black Panther. Akoye, the the uh, Michonne from The Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know from The Walking Dead, but yeah. yeah. Um then we meet so Chris is shaving, then we meet Rose Armitage. She's not. No. no. Do you know what, right? When he was shaving, I thought to myself, I can't use those razors. <laughs> That cut my face to bits. What, a straight razor? Yeah. Really? Well, I, no, a, cer- a certain razor's mm-hmm. straight razor is, it works, okay. but it has to be like a posh one. Oh, okay. Right? I can't use Oh, was it, was, it like, like, was it just using like a little plastic Vic yeah, yeah, with the yeah. one blade? Oh, oh they're dreadful. Oh, cut my face <laughs> to bits. Takes forever. Harry's razors. Since he was I, doing it, he cut himself and I was like, see? Ethan, your face is never clean shaven. Are you what? <clears throat> Are we one of the millions of podcasts who are doing a, a Harry's Razor spot? <laughs> I would no. I genuinely. I, I use. This isn't like a HelloFresh. I'm not an ad. Yeah, hashtag not an ad. Like this isn't. A, oh, I make the beef brisket from HelloFresh. I've never tried it. No, um, I use Harry's Razors for like when I when I need to do stuff and because I'm now back into cosplay. I'm gonna have to shave everything off. Um, like off my face yeah my eyebrows and everything too mark hamill has no eyebrows apparently so that's fun for me um but no uh when he was younger he didn't Um, i shaved my head for a part so yeah i guess so yeah yeah. luke skywalker i gotta look like a good luke skywalker um but no harry's razors are great i i think they're fantastic but where can I get some of these razors? Yeah. Well, you can go to Harry's Razors, uh, harrys.com if you want. But also, they sell them now in the Sainsbury's, Superdrug, and Boots. So for all you American listeners out there. <laughs> I wish we had a I'm, discount code. I'd- I'm, I'm, I'm sure I know Harry, who Harry's Razors are. Yeah. No, I meant the Sainsbury's. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a grocery store, folks. Yeah. And Boots is like, I don't even know what you Pharmacy. Do. Yeah, what would it be? It would be like Walgreens. But- yeah. Exactly. You want, I don't know. <laughs> and if you're in Canada, they'd be like a shopper's drug mart. There we go. There Done. We are, there we are. Um, where are we at here? Rose is not shaving. Anything about Allison Williams, who we thought looked very much like a young Jennifer Connolly? Yeah, very young Jennifer. I cast at the same time as Kaluuya, and we uh, specifically chosen by Peel because he wanted her to disorient audiences because uh, her filmography recently before then was uh playing peter pan in peter pan live that one awful live show with um oh uh the the guy who always talks christopher walken yeah with christopher Christopher walken Walken here yeah and also as um marine in the comedy drama girls which i've never seen but i'm just gonna take the word that she's really nice in that oh is this girls uh what the Uh, lena dunham and adam driver yeah i saw the first episode that was it yeah, I don't like Lena Dunham, so I just never wanted to watch it, even though I like Adam, Adam Driver. Adam Driver's a really odd-looking guy. Adam Driver. Yeah. Adam Driver. 
Kylo, mm. uh, Kylo Ren. Oh, yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's just an odd-looking guy. Not ugly, just no. really unusual. A bit like he was originally a marine. He's definitely, yeah, he, he's definitely aging into his look. Mm. Yeah. He'll be iconic forever because he has such a distinct look. Yeah, I saw a photo of him as a marine and his ears like grew before his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, uh, he's he's a good actor. Sorry, Liam. Benedict Cumberbatch was the same when oh, I was he? When yeah. He came to the screen and you saw him. Yeah. And we'd never seen him in anything. You saw he's got a very odd face. Yeah, you're very, not wrong. Uh, like, there's look. a reason why he's a classically trained actor and not TV star yeah. or movie star. First. Yeah, but yeah. now we take him because we see. Oh, him because he's got credibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Now we just see it and just go. Oh, he's just a master of his craft. You yeah, got yeah, yeah. the cover batch because he looks. You like compare him. his face. Yeah, you compare his face and Sherlock to Doctor Strange, and like there's like there's basically a different person. And, y- yeah, that's true. And Matt Smith as well. And Chris Martin from Coldplay. Yes, you look at early Chris Martin from <laughs> yeah, Coldplay, yeah, and then yeah. you look like I'm like, that's the ugliest man in pop music. You see him now, you're like, that's a handsome man. Money can pay for a lot. Yeah, I think teeth. I think teeth are huge. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if you get your, your teeth done, you can change your whole look. Yeah, definitely. and I don't just mean like you know getting nice white chompers i mean like just also like all the symmetry Even, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i compare matt smith and doctor who to house and dragon and it's literally like a baby compared to an adult man it's oh, terrifying oh age will do that <laughs> well yeah he, he turned 40 like three days ago <laughs> am i older than matt 40? smith Jeez. yeah Jeez. oh i'm sad um still in the 20s <laughs> so uh we find out that uh, uh, uh chris is the photographer we spoke about and they're going on a trip and it all to hers. And we find out the question is, do they know I'm black? I don't think that should be a thing. Oh, really? Because this is an interesting question. So I'm going, I think I, I, I've never, oh, I don't know, I've never been in a, in, in a mixed ethnicity relationship. No, me either. But I think if I was, with all the pressure of taking someone home to meet your family entails, I'd probably, I'd probably just want to just go, just so you're aware. It's this. So this other person feels comfortable that they're the only thing they're being judged on is the fact that you know you get that look from the dad going, "Are you the guy who's messing around with my daughter?" And you're like, "This is great hamburger, sir." <laughs> like, that's the only thing you want to be worrying about. Not not that whole surprise as well. Maybe it's different over in America, but here I, I don't know. It's not. That's not. It would never cross my mind. No. So I'm with her when I go. Well, does it matter? I don't really. I think that's also more just kind of a being a white thing as well because that's not really a, a thought that you have to have like the judgment of whatever because like my my mum's completely fine and i was still like oh okay more cause it's just norfolk but yeah in case you, do you want to just specify for anybody who might oh not yeah so uh, my, yeah my my girlfriend is uh finnish Ghanaian, so um she's visibly black um, despite being uh, mixed race, and so sometimes it's made for interesting situations where it she might meet people or just be in in Norfolk, which yeah. is, which is great. Uh, and like I see, my it's kind of the reverse here because I I'll be a, a white person going into an African household. It's the reverse who's coming to dinner kind of thing, and it complete completely different scenario in every possible way. Do you ever see Guess Who? See, yeah, because guess who's the the reverse? It's guess the reverse one. Dinner, yeah, it's yeah, Bernie yeah, Mac yeah. and Ashton Kutcher. It's actually yeah. a really fun film. I thought. <laughs> Never seen I only it. saw it once, but yeah. So, and guess who's coming? Guess who? Because guess who's coming to dinner? Sidney Poitier is brought home by his girlfriend to meet the white parents. Oh. And guess who? They reverse it. And Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac's the uh, blackjack yeah, dealer I, in Ocean's Eleven. Yep, yep. And so Ashton Kutcher is brought home to meet 
the oh, okay. the black family and yeah, so yeah, of course yeah. there's all these sort of assumptions get made and he cross he's trying to figure out where the line is for how 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 jokey he can be and he crosses <laughs> it like they're all laughing and it's just like like the, the worst thing and they like have to restrain the father from assaulting him oh it's great and, and kutcher's great at playing that guy who doesn't know where the, where the line is yeah. and he's a pretty good surrogate for for most of us because it's like yeah, because he's he's all anxious, mm-hmm. and you're like, especially because it came out like this, the the like right around 2000. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, it's a pretty good situation for those of us. I mean, where I came from, it was a pretty you know homogeneous community. Like it was a white neighborhood I grew up in. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I guess yeah. So all my knowledge about the black community would have been from pop culture. Yeah, and that can be a dangerous thing. Because then that's yeah, that, 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 yeah, that's that's, that, that's all you sort of bring yeah, to it yeah, is yeah, what you yeah, know yeah. from popular culture. Yeah, and there are go ahead. There there are shows that like I might have watched a couple of years ago that I just wouldn't have I wouldn't have maybe understood. There's a show called Chewing Gum, and that's um by I can't remember her name, but she's um she's done a lot of stuff like I I may destroy you, and she <laughs> she's gone in. So um after you know learning the last two years sort of about being surrounded by Ghanaian people, you go. Okay, I understand. I understand. The same with like maybe a straight person might not fully understand like uh, a show written by queer people about their experiences. It's that same kind of you need until you like just seeing it isn't the same as sort of what, like seeing it firsthand. Okay. Yeah. Um. So back to the question play. Do they know I'm black? Oh, back to my, I put him raise my finger because I would. I would because I wouldn't. My mom would have gone out of her way to try and make the other person feel like it wasn't a big deal. Oh, but by okay. doing so, would put her foot in her mouth like five times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unintentionally, yeah, just yeah. trying to be nice, but saying all those things that you're like, no, <laughs> don't. <laughs> Why are we letting her talk? My sister's on the other side, hopefully laughing and yeah. not thinking of being disrespectful but yeah my mom would have <laughs> thinking she was doing like the right thing it would have been like oh no it would have been totally well-meaning it would have been like some of these snide comments no, we had in this no, movie yeah, yeah. but yeah it would have been rough <laughs> uh where we at here? so she goes oh uh she says no and downplays the importance of you know hey what does it matter you're black kind of the conversation we had and says you know my dad isn't racist he would have voted for obama for a third time uh, i put in brackets calling this now he's a massive racist yeah. <laughs> uh, not in the way that i thought it was going to be obviously it went to a very kind of out there place yeah. Um, Very out there. Talk about the construction of the narrative because I thought it was really, really clever in some ways. We get a phone call from Rod Williams, played oh. by Lil Ray Howry. He's brilliant. <laughs> he's great, and he's the comic. And we, we first we just go, he's the comic relief, right? Because he gets, in, yeah. we find that he's getting in trouble for patting down an old lady. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so he's got a cigarette in his hand, and we find out that um, Chris wanted the smoke, and she threw the cigarette out. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. Just dropped, it? yeah, yeah. It's, it's all falling into place. It is. Yep. Also, there's a line she does say earlier, um, because Chris is a dog, and she, she's talking to the dog and says, I just need to pry something from your dad right before they're like, going. And you're going, oh, all these very subtle hints on that you don't notice on the first watch, but on like the second and third, you go, oh, shit, of course. To pry something from your dad. What's uh, I don't get it. To like he was pry to the dog when he was on the yeah. when he's packing the yeah because she's saying she needs to pry something from Chris 
Just- and at first you think she she's saying, you know, and obviously like the 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 context is just she's going to get a secret out of him. Yeah. But the the like the foreshadowing is Gonna, gonna, gonna take us really is that I don't know I, I think so, I think so because there's a lot of those moments where you go out. oh shit <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Rose and Rod play they'd make a better couple and I love the interplay that I they used to have I love that sense of humor yeah and then they get hit by a piece of wildlife out of nowhere and it made both Liam and myself jump <laughs> they get out of the car and Chris hears an animal suffering and it's a deer and Chris watches it die, and then we get an ellipsis cut to a cop telling her off for calling them versus animal services. And then Chris is asked for his ID, and Rose fights back. A really important scene. Mm-hmm. A really, mm-hmm. really important scene. Because Chris just wants to comply. He's like, yeah, all right, no big deal. I said, no, you have no right to do this. And he said, no, I can do this for this reason. She's like, no, you're wrong. And eventually the cop backs down. And uh, we cut to back in the car, and Chris thinks it's hot that Rose got the cop off his back. They arrive at the house, and there is a black groundskeeper. Uh, Walter, I think his name was. Yeah, I think, very yeah. Um, uh, scary as a year approaches. Yeah, just kind of eyes him up and down. Yeah, uh, the house is very upper middle class. Um, it's like the the Knives Out family, really. Yeah, in many ways, yeah. And well, there's then, even a line that the dad says in Knives Out was like, "Oh, I've seen I've seen uh, Hamilton's uh, like three times." Immigrant, you know, they get the like that's the same vibe as I would have voted for Obama three yeah. times. I think he's a little more on the obvious about it. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> oh, like, then he's like, she's 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 like one of the family, and then he's like, "Give me a drink." <laughs> Uh, so then we meet Dean Armitage, played by one of my favorite actors in all of film and screen and TV, Bradley Whitford. Love Bradley Whitford. Not uh, Kevin Pollock. Not Kevin Pollock. Um, <laughs> some people call him the rich man's Kevin Pollock. Um, he's um, from the West Wing. He's from Parks and Rec. He's from, uh, oh, what was that other horror movie he did? Isn't he also in uh, 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 the Cabin in the Woods? Yes, he is. Yeah. He's the he's the main guy in there. He's he's one of the gameskeepers sort of things there. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't know. I don't watch him. <laughs> yeah, I was. That was another one that I watched and was like super mad at. I'd had a couple of drinks though, so maybe that didn't help. I don't know. <laughs> I was expecting just a run of the mill horror movie. It was not a run of the mill horror movie. I turned on it. Um, <laughs> he's a hugger. And as he hugs him, there's, there's an extreme huggers. long shot that reverse zooms away it into does. the perspective of an over-the-shoulder shot of the groundskeeper with an ominous touch in the score. And that's mm. kind of funny. Yeah. Kind of be going, okay, they're sort of setting up all these red herrings for me, right? And speak Or are they? Mm. Uh, then we meet Missy, which is uh, Rose's mom, played by Catherine Keener, who you might know as the woman that Andy pursues in 40-year-old virgin who has the We Sell Everything on eBay store. <laughs> That's the thing I most know her from. I thought she was excellent in this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she, she was so excellent in this. I didn't. Uh, I never really got her as an actress. She's very good in this. Mm. Uh, Dad wants, he goes, I want to know how long has this been going on, this thing, this thing. This thing. And you just kind of like, oh. and you, even the mother reacts. And, and But they're, it's like an act that's like two levels deep. Yeah. I know. So they're playing like this, like really, so it throws you off the scent of anything bigger because you just think, okay, it's, it's guess who's coming to dinner, right? You just think yeah. it's just, okay. You know, especially, 
you know, you kind of the idea of it, it's horror adjacent because of, you know, the, the poster or what you might have heard. But it's all feeling very just, oh, we're just bringing someone in. Like, who's the re-? And they misdirect you on a couple of things so well. Um, we find out. In a but you tour. also know that's off kilter. You know, you feel it. Oh, it's a little bit off, yeah. yeah. Um, there's a tour. We find out that Missy's a psychiatrist. Uh, Dad's a traveler and keeps bringing souvenirs back. I, I kind of was thought I was going to read into something, but I didn't really get there. Like he was into he, killing stuff. He says he does say like it's really nice to experience other people's cultures. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, I guess okay. yeah, which alludes to but later on as well. well. It'll be much later before he experiences yeah. someone else's culture. Um, I said, calling it now. Dad's the super villain. I was kind of <laughs> half, kind of <laughs> half right. <laughs> I thought, because I haven't seen it, I thought it'd be great to sort of channel where I was at this part of a narrative. <laughs> Dad's got a picture of his dad who raced against Jesse Owens. Oh, wow. Yeah, Jesse Owens. Yeah, yeah it now. Yeah, this is good. So, yeah. yeah. And he goes, yeah, he, he lost when he kind of never really got over it, we're told. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, and also it's this thing again, though. So what we think, it's the cringy dad again, trying to yeah. be like, I'm going to mention the black athlete. Yeah, yeah. Jesse <laughs> Owens, wasn't he great? And Jesse Owens was great. Jesse well, yeah. Owens won all the gold medals in Munich and he refused to do the uh, the salute to Hitler like half of the athletes did. Yeah. And instead, did he, did he do the fist in the air? Was that him? No. Maybe? Mm. I don't know. Mm. Ethan, you want to look that up? See if, see if Jesse I Owens will. did. I'm know. really enjoying those seeing like all the pieces fall like yeah. into place for you guys. No, that's, good. that's, that's exactly good. how I yeah. felt the second time I watched this. Um, so there we are. Uh, then we meet the maid who's also black. Her name is Georgina. I think so. Yep. Oh, she is. He, oh, sure he did do, he did do the, there the we are. Oh, yeah. well done. I thought I knew that she's introduced, but she's introduced just like the fridge. There's the dishwasher. There's Georgina. There's yeah, the there's our, I said, wait, wait, we got, we got the play area out here. And all this stuff d- leads you to think it's totally something else. I'll talk about it near the end because I don't understand why they talk to them the way they talk to them if they are other people. I can answer that. Can you? Yeah. I can. But can you hold the question? Yeah. Okay. Uh,. Oh, by the way, spoilers, everybody. <laughs> like, I hear everything we do here at the BFE, but this, this, this is a big one. So, you know. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Live in a house in a very big house, spoiler <laughs> country. <laughs> but we'll get, we'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, get out. We get told the nearest uh, house is across the lake. And I'm like, okay, so it's very horror tropey, right? We're all yeah. alone. Yeah. Uh, the groundsman nods to uh, Chris. Uh, and then um, Dean owns. He says, no, it looks bad. I know it looks bad. I know what you think. You know, you come in, it's a white family with black help, and they only hire black help. But they took care of mom and dad, and when they passed, clever, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we, they felt like family, so we kept them around. Spoiler country. Very, very clever. <laughs> they did a lot of eating and drinking at the start. So we go to a talk on the patio, and there's a panning shot down to Missy's drink. Yeah. Right mm-hmm. at the start. I even noticed I went, something's important about the drink. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised it was hers. Yeah. Yeah. Dad instantly notices that Chris is a smoker. Now, less impressive when we know what we know later, but he had some inside intel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he instantly thinks that Missy should take care of his smoking addiction. And we find out that he at one point was a smoker. And now if he tries to have a smoke, makes him nauseous. Mm. There we are. Um, they talk about a party coming up. I'll get together. Uh, we're given access to 
her inner mind. Oh, by her I mean the um, the maid. Oh, Georgina's um, inner mind for a second. Yeah, here. yeah. And it sounds a bit ominous. This movie shows really weird times to give us acts because it really tightly aligns us to Chris throughout. Mm-hmm. And then just in moments it'll go, oh, let's just go here for a minute. And to go inside of her head was a really, because at that point now I know more than Chris. And I can be really, really effective in a horror movie because there's two types of kind of spectatorship for the most part. Or or at least, yeah, we've got, um, you know, when we have an omniscient perspective, omniscient meaning we know everything. Mm-hmm. And that can, or I'll be limited first. Is that like uh, Columbo? So you see the murder happen. Yeah. And then we watch him unravel it, but we know. Right. And then limited would be you, you only know as much as, so there was the one episode where like he couldn't solve it. And we're like, how come he doesn't know what to do? And we didn't know either because they held it from us because mm-hmm. there wasn't actually a murder yet. Yeah. That was one with Deirdre Hall from Days of Our Lives. I remember that one. So the benefit of a limited perspective, especially in horror, I teach this all the time, is in limited perspective, you're going up the stairs, right? Mm-hmm. And I phone you and go, Liam, come on around the house. Okay, yeah, great, great. And then you come into the house and we follow you from behind. You come into the room and all of a sudden you get in the room and I shoot you. Now, the benefits were limited perspective. I know, right? <laughs> People stick around to find out. I'll do some big speech to the person who comes later and goes, I'll tell you why I did this. <laughs> now, that's effective because it creates surprise. Yes, yes. Right? Enigma, mystery, what what just happened. I'm and that can, be, when that, can, door that can be really, really enjoyable. The, uh, so there's, there's example one, limited yeah. perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Example number two, omniscient perspective, phone rings. Omniscient. Um, omniscient. Omni, meaning all. Omniscient. Scient or sheant, meaning yeah. like science, uh-huh. knowledge, mm-hmm. right? So all knowledge. Uh-huh. So you come over and I phone Ethan. So you coming over? Yeah, I'm coming over. Great. And then rather than go back to you, we stay with me. And I phone Ethan and say, he's coming over. As soon as he gets here, I'm going to shoot him in the chest. And then as you approach what the audience has now, it's yeah, not surprise, yeah, 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 yeah. but it's tension. Yeah. Because yeah, they don't yeah, want yeah. you to come in. And I'm going, well, hey. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no. Because <laughs> we know more than you do. And then when you shoot, it's, it's like watching the Star Wars prequels. We know it ends yeah. with him turning into Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah. But we're willing it, trying. Don't. He, he's got yeah. the high ground. Don't irony jump. type thing. Don't, yeah. It's dramatic irony all over the place, that, right? That's yeah. even, yeah. 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 So those can be both really effective. This film kind of played a little bit fast and loose. Mm. Where it really wanted us to be closely aligned only to Chris. But then for just little moments, it'll flicker here or flicker there. Enough to disrupt us. And then we're going back in. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a negative thing. I'm saying it's something that I noticed though, mm-hmm. and it frustrated me. But I think that's intentional to give me a little bit of information and then not give me any more. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, oh, before the patio, I should have mentioned Dad again. Says I would have voted for three terms <laughs> for Obama, and that's brilliant because that makes me endear myself to Rose. Yes, so I'm like Rose nailed it, nails yeah. it. She knows who her dad is, faults and all. <clears throat> yeah. Um. They talk. Oh, sorry. So you can't make out what's going on in Georgina's head. I can hear my voice starting to go. Yeah, yeah I can. And then, um, and then it takes it away, and you go, "Oh, what's going on?" And then we cut because we're not going to let you stay too long. And then we meet Jeremy Armitage, played by Caleb Landry Jones. I didn't care for this guy so much. No, but he's a bit off kilter right from day one, though, isn't he? Maybe he can do off kilter and do a good job. Yeah, but I'm he's not the sure more explicit he did. guy. He's the red herring. He's the guy you're yeah, going. He's yeah. the one who's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and we go to a post-dinner scene. It's candlelit. They're very comfortable. Oh, I was going to ask, do you recognize him from a film that we've done recently? No. I'm going to guess three billboards, but... Yeah, he's really. red. Oh, is he red? Yeah, wow. he's red. He's so much better as red. Yes. Yeah. I, he. This isn't his strongest time. Wow. No, I think he's more likable. 
I think when he tries to go the other way, it's just a little bit cartoony. Yeah. Now, maybe that's what they wanted. He's the one you're supposed to direct your attention to. Mm. They want you to think him, don't they? So the kitchen door opens, and uh, and the maid's just standing and staring, looking. And I was like, oh. Uh, Jeremy asks if he's an MMA fan, and that triggers the whole family to shut it down. Uh, Jeremy says that with Chris's frame and genetic makeup, he'd be a beast. Beast. Some very subtle racism there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Also, the use of the word beast. It's the, that animal imagery, right? Oh, I, mm. didn't, I didn't think of yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because he's very focused, isn't he? Very, like, I found it very intimidating with the fact that he just would not stop looking at him. Such with his intent. Well, this is a little bit of racism because he goes, in jujitsu, it's all about the mind, though, not strength. Maybe two, three steps ahead. So it's the idea about there's this there's an episode of Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights is a great program mm-hmm. that dealt about college football. And in one episode, one of the coaches goes and has an interview and he does that. That There's a very stereotypical racist kind of viewpoint in American football for a large time that went black athletes make great running backs and wide receivers because they're so physically gifted. But white people would always be the quarterbacks because they're better decision makers. Yeah, basically Mm. going back to this animal sort of imagery, right? And so the black running back has an issue with this, and they work it out over the course of the episode because the guy learns his lesson or something like that. Man, I can really hear my voice going. I can, yeah. I'm going to have to get some water in a second. But, um, yeah, so there's this sort of of concept that's thrown here about the idea about it's all in the mind. So sort of positioned himself as going, you might be, but I'm sure I could take you, and then goes up to sort of um, start wrestling with him. And I've got my notes. I might have jumped too early with dad as the bad guy. I think it's Jeremy now. <laughs> yeah, that's so blatantly. Yeah, you're following. You're following that. That like what yeah. they want you to, yeah. to yeah, do, yeah, though, yeah. and it, it's working. It's working. It is. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy wants to do some moves, and then Chris says, "Hey, he's being really cool. I don't fight drunk guys. It's not what I do." Mom says one word to him, and he backs down. And I'm going, "Okay, back to mom. I'm back on. I'm back on mom now." <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Uh, so after dinner. Rose is struggling with her family's behavior and Chris is refusing to bite. Finally, he says, I told you, you should have told him. And she apologizes and they make out and they worry about the uh, family. The gathering is coming. She goes, oh, they're so white. They're so white. And then he dreams of an outdoor scene. Here's my question. Are they able to like incept his dream? I don't think so. I think this is more just like a nightmare type or thing. Or have they already subtly? I think this is hip- supposed to hypnotized be. Him. I think this is supposed to be a melding of both the the fear of um, what happened with seeing the deer, and also what we um, find out later on about his mum. Because it's, an, I think he says it's at night that like his mum had the car crash. So I think it's like a combination of both of those two traumatic events, like okay. in one thing. So, like, the deer reminds him of his mum, and then his dream is, like, mix of the night your mum died and also the dr- the the deer that you saw today. Because they did make a big thing about the deer, didn't they? Yeah. And the deer kind of comes back, but kind of doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, water in hand. Thank you very much. No worries. Um, so he uh, he swats a fly and then pivots this cuddly lion, which was a funny moment. We we, we both laughed when it happened. Well, yeah, because how many times have you turned a, a picture or a, yeah. <laughs> something? Don't like how it's looking at me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think the door was open in their room. It was. Yeah. I think yeah. It was that little door, wasn't it? I don't think that was that that one at that point. No, the little door was a bit later. How is it? 
Yeah. yeah. Several times that door was open. He goes downstairs, and we get our first jump scare, as I think it's Georgina's oh. walking in the background across yeah. the yeah. back of the frame. And it does like the whole, and we, you and I both jumped. Oh, I, did. I, I jumped silently. You don't jump silently, <laughs> I've discovered. <laughs> and I'm very vocal towards you the TV. <laughs> uh, Chris is about to light up, but then he sees the groundskeeper running straight at him. And then he veers right. Why did he not move? I don't know. Because I'd have gone, he's come for me. Brace yourself. I'm going to take him out. So I'm trying to if this is a dream. I'm like, this is just way too odd that he's out there doing that. Yeah. Uh, then we get Georgina admiring her reflection in the window. Uh, that makes sense. Yes. Mm. Yeah. How long? Well, we'll talk about it when we get there. Exactly. How, how long? How long? Um, he then goes back inside, and Missy turns on a lamp revealing herself. And uh, you want to know, don't you? And he goes, what do you mean? He goes, you want to know how I do hypnosis? And this Isn't that like, creepy in itself? She's sitting in the dark, yeah. and then he walks by. And you go, oh, no, 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 you're right. I'm just going to bed. I'm good. I think somebody was caught smoking. I think this shame's part of it. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so I'm right. I'm going, oh, he's wearing the costume from the uh, from all the posters. <laughs> Same costume there. Uh, she asks, do you smoke in front of my daughter? And he goes, well, I'm trying to quit. You smoke in front of my daughter. Yeah, she turns, doesn't she? And then she uses it and talk, talks about his mother's passing, and we cut, which we found out earlier in the in the um, patio scene mm-hmm. that mom died from a hit and run when he was young. When he was eleven, and we cut back to the tea, and the seas, and there's a rhythmic sound of the rain, but we also the whole time hear a swirling of the cup. I knew at that point. Oh, at that point, you know he's being hypnotized. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, we get a flashback, and yeah, he's being hypnotized. Uh, and when he realized that she was missing, he didn't do anything because then it would make it real. Um, and he didn't move. And then he realizes that as he's telling the story, he also can't move. And she goes, that's because you're paralyzed. Hmm. And so she tells him to sink into the floor. And we get this sort of um, visual of him sinking. And he's in this black space. It's a space. bit like um, uh, train spotting. When oh really? He, when he, sinks. I thought about that, and I also thought mm. about yeah, yeah. this is the end. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when Bond like gets shot yeah, off the yeah, train yeah. in the title sequence in yeah. Skyfall. <laughs> yeah, so this is this is the sunken place, um, which Jordan Peele describes as the concept, uh, the conceptualization of uh, that feeling that you get when you're falling to asleep, but you. Uh, right as you are about to fall, you get you catch yourself falling. Yeah, but. In this scenario, what if you don't catch yourself? Where do you go? And you go to this place that you could maybe look through your own eyes, like windows or a screen, and just sort of see what your body does, but still feel like a prisoner of your mind, using the themes of abduction and uh, connecting that to the prison industrial complex, uh, which was sort of, he wanted to be uh, metaphors and themes throughout this kind of film. You're being really deep, but all I got through my head is, where do you go, <laughs> my lovely? <laughs> tell you, I tell you, where do you go? Oh. Who is that? Oh, wasn't that um, No Mercy? I don't know. I don't know. I just came to my head. All right. Where I, do think, you... I think that's a band called No Mercy. Sure. Where do you go? Where it's like go? super sleep paralysis, basically. Yeah. Is that the name of the band? What? Oh, no, no, I oh. meant the feeling of the sunken place, like, in a, in a realistic set. But that's a cool name for a band. I, I, I drifted there. She, she also offered him, offered him no mercy. <laughs> so there we go. Um, 
night in the sunken place, and then he she closes his eyes, and then he awakes to a text message from Rod. And I've got my notes here. How much did Windows pay you for this phone product placement? Because <laughs> this is the only guy who's ever used a Windows phone. Well, that's not true. I know a couple people who have used Windows phones. I sadly did. I think Richard and Debbie had Windows phones. Oh, really? I think so. The worst phone I've ever had. And I had, like, an experience. I was very early in, on, on the Apple trade. My first Apple was, was a 3GS. So My first Apple was a Granny Smith. <laughs> Ethan, <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you an Apple guy? Yeah, so I, I had, like, a, I'm trying to think. Yeah, like, I went, I, I had a, a 5, I think. Okay. And then I went to uh, Windows Phone, which was the, t- oh, the worst decision. Yeah, after, it was a terrible. After you've had a win- uh, an iPhone, I d- yeah, I was. It was mainly for the camera because the camera was uh, be a fair, bit better. To be fair, the, the competitors have always done a better job. It felt like with yeah. the camera. I've never until now. I will say until now. I think the Apple camera. The Apple is camera really now good. is excellent, but for the lo- yeah. longest time, Samsung used to be like, "Look at my," and I'm like, "Yeah, you're." Yeah. The camera's way better than mine. Yeah, I have a Samsung. I had a six, and then that broke. So I think I got a Huawei. I'm one of oh, like wow. the nine people that probably caused the Chinese government to spy on them. There we go. Uh, th- but again, I got the Huawei for the camera. Yeah, and and now I've got a. I think I got a twelve Pro, George and that is that's beautiful. And George is an eleven, I think. Okay. I was sitting there with a six at the time, a six plus, going, "Oh, mm. geez, I just want something new." And now I've got a 13 Pro Max or whatever it is. <laughs> well, so I, for like six months, I had the newest and greatest phone on the market. Now they've come up with the 14. I had uh, a Nokia 3310 for a lot of years. Until we started doing um, Greece, um, that I got a Samsung S5. Okay. And I've recently, last year, updated to a Samsung S21. And that's it, really. Cool. I've never had an Apple. I've never owned an Apple. I've never. It's the only thing I have an iPad. I, I never use it. Um... I, I'm the opposite. I've, I've I've not. But again, I use a, my iPad a lot for like uni work. And, yeah. And reading. It's a great. It's a great book uh, replacement. You, you know, the only time I use my iPads when I fly. No, because mm. the battery life will, will, will like eight hours. So I just load a yeah. bunch of stuff on that. And I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It just woke up. It wakes up really quickly. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. It's brutal now. Um, but anyway, <laughs> um, I also wonder how much the Canon pay because there's a lot of Canon shots. There in this. is. Uh, yeah. There is. It's weird because it's usually Apple that are like, we'll give, we'll give like the the good guys have the Apple phones, and then the bad guys will have to have the Windows there's phones. A rule that Apple, that won't, yeah. Apple won't let their won't let villains use really? a yeah. Yeah. no. Oh, okay. So that's know. why I had a couple of different theories about this about this movie at different points. <laughs> <laughs> Um, then we switch to, he's taking photos and he notices Georgina and I'm like, I want him. And he, they were clearly teasing us with the idea of what if he takes a photo, because I'm like, I want to see him take a photo because yeah. about two or three times he goes to take one. He's interrupted. I'm like, what's going on with the photo? Mm. There's something going on. Leave no evidence. Um, I'll talk about it later. Jesus, there's such a, like a, a, a giant plot hole. I want to talk about <laughs> <laughs> Chris approaches Walter, the groundskeeper, and I've got here. Chris introduces himself, and the groundskeeper's creepy. He's using all these old terms like one of a kind, top of the line, a real doggone keeper. Yeah. I'm like, why is he talking like an old man? He goes, sir, but last night I didn't mean to scare you with my exercises. Yeah, but you say it better. He didn't say it like that. He said it very mechanical. Did he? Yeah, he didn't say it very, he's very off. Um, he goes, oh, you were in the office for quite some time. I don't get, okay, 
Here's Why my thing. Why would you give that away? Why would you give that away? So I'm not giving away the fullness of this yet. Yeah. But why? Let him think it's a dream. Right now, he thinks everything that happened last night was a dream. Yeah. Why shine yeah. a light that it wasn't? Yeah. Now, it's for our benefits. The audience can go, oh, he really was there. But for their purposes, it makes no sense. None whatsoever. No. There's a few of those in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he feels he should go back to work and mind his own business. And then um, Chris goes to have a smoke and pauses and goes and finds a rose and says, your mom hypnotized me because the thought of having a cigarette makes me want to throw up. Maybe that's why we do it, because he was going to find out about two seconds anyway. Maybe. Um, but you could at least have us, like, wonder, as opposed to yeah. just having Walter give it away. Yeah. Give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. <laughs> that's the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I know yes. that much. Yeah. I'm not really a fan. <laughs> Although I do like that song. I like old chilies. Yeah. So like the new like you know, take me to the other side. Oh, okay. I'm side of the record, please. Scar tissue is my favorite. Scar tissue that I wish you saw. I think that's from Californication. That is, yeah. Yeah. And what's the other one where it goes? Don't stop. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know the words. Any time when flees bass, honestly, bounce. Like suck. I love the music video to that. There's one called Suck My Kiss as well. Yeah. This world was made to suck my kiss. Oh, love me some old school. And then Under the Bridge. Under the Bridge, definitely. Yeah, definitely great yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There's your, uh, there's your red hot chili moment. Yeah. Um, so, uh, where are we are? Uh, oh, so he confesses to having the smoke. He says, Walter's vibe's off. He says, maybe it's jealousy. And she goes, oh, do you think I have a chance with him? Now, it's funny before you know the reveal. Oh, it's yeah. awful afterwards. It's awful afterwards. I know, but I, I still found her humor quite funny. <laughs> yeah, because she's always like needling him. Yeah. Although I am going feel the room. <laughs> like he's like legitimately agitated here. He is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the party begins. And then Mr. Green is asked if asks Chris if he plays golf. And they go, oh, well, we love Tiger. Now, I hear you. Tiger is the one. It was the one black golfer everybody knew. Of course. Yeah. I will also say this. Tiger Woods was like the most dominant golfer. For years. For years. Yeah. So if people knew one golfer, it was going to be Tiger. Mm-hmm. So when they were still trying to play this, it's kind of like, oh, is it just some casual racism? Well, no, he's the casual. If you're a casual sports person, you would you, you would know, know Tiger. Who he was, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> It'd be like if I said, oh, you like football? Yeah. Oh, Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's just because he's the one you know. Like, if you know one person, you only, know Brady. He's the only current one I knew. Forever. Before we did fantasy before football. Before we did yeah. fantasy football. Yeah. You know, I knew yeah. only two, and it was Tom Brady and um, Colin Kaepernick, and that were, they oh, were the Cap, only two yeah. that I knew. And I only knew Kaepernick not because of anything to do with football, because of social because, justice stuff, because of the social justice yeah. stuff, yeah. So, um, and then some woman, like I'm like, well, that's not really too bad. Maybe this family's not so terrible. And then like some woman <laughs> just like feels them up, and I'm like, all right, there we go. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> it just gets worse. <laughs> it's not like a gradual thing. It's like here's a little bit of something. Oh, he's just getting felt up. Yep. Yeah. Is it true what they say? Is it better? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's the nicer way yeah. Of, yeah. of talking about. Which I think this is really just clearly. Is his penis bigger than a white man's? Yep. That's the question that's yep. being asked, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. This scene was what made Kaluuya sign on because he said that the party scene, um, 
He's been at that party. Oh, really? He's been at he's been at that kind of thing I'm where sure people have acted like yeah, like yeah, yeah. And what's I said to you during the film? What was with? I don't think that really sort of transpired. What it was? What was with all the the black like as a funeral? I thought it was just them being formal. Yeah, because again, like there's a black there tie is, affair, right? Yeah, but yeah, I, I there too, is the um, funerally looking. There is that. Um, I get. We're going to get to that scene in a bit, but the with the bingo cards. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I just picked up on that. Yeah. All right. Oh. There we are. Oh yeah. Yeah. I see. I asked one question. Get all of it. But yeah, there yeah. we are. <laughs> um. So. Chris goes off to take pictures, but actually doesn't take anything. And we're told by um, Dean they're going to play they're going to play Scrabble and and charades or something. Something like that, yeah, yeah. Something. Oh, yeah, because not Scrabble. If it's charades, bingo and maybe, charades. Bingo. Yeah, bingo and charades because it's all silent. It's all silent. Yeah. Um. Then we meet Logan King, played by Lakeith Stanfield, not Dulé Hill. Um, Chris says he was relieved to see it was, it was, oh, I was relieved to see another brother around and then like he outs Chris in like the first chance he goes because this much older woman who I was thinking <laughs> you're much older than he is mm-hmm. and he goes oh what's are you okay dear he's like yes Chris was just saying how comforted he felt to have another black man around <laughs> and you're like well dude you're like selling him out yeah completely first shout yeah <laughs> brutal um and so Chris then tries to fist pump him and it grabs his hand and shakes it. And he looks, he looks, that's the thing. He looks so different. I wasn't able to place him as the guy from earlier. No, I, I couldn't. So if anything. Because he's shaved as well. If anything, yeah, yeah. If anything, that's a, that's a, that's a step too far then, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You because I, see. Because their intent needs to be that I recognize this. Yeah. Right? I think so. Because I, yeah. What do you think? Well, they do have this, they have the scene later as well where they're able to. Because like, it lingers on him. Like, I should know. And I don't know. Mm. Not at that point. No, I didn't. I think it depends because I I knew who Lakeith Stanfield was beforehand, so I was able to go, okay, that's Lakeith Stanfield. But I think they they have that scene later on where they kind of double down on like I think it's it's Rod who's like, this is the guy who went missing. This is blah blah, and then you you piece two and two together. There, I think that's for just separate like registers. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't recognize that the same guy. Either way, the omen, I th- e- even if it's not like the the om- like the the long the lingering shot, I think it's just to make you go something's wrong if you don't catch on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it can have wrong. like two different uses. Then we meet James Hudson, played by Stephen Root. Uh, Stephen Root, who's he was in news radio, fantastic in that, uh, which is a sitcom. He was in uh, King of the Hill. Oh, I think he's Boomhauer. No, he's not Boomhauer. He's the guy. He's Bill. Oh, I was uh, the blonde guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so he's a blind art dealer. Irony. He thinks everyone else there is ignorant. He says, "Look, one day you're developing the dark room, and then everything is dark." And he's like, "Shit ain't fair." He goes, "You're right. Shit ain't fair." Hmm. Well, that's it for a minute. He goes upstairs. So this is Chris goes upstairs, and then our alignment shifts, and we stay with the the, the family downstairs. Yeah, and they all stop talking, just sort of like look up at them. And I'm like, it's really interesting these moments you choose. Other people that are there that just stop and look. Is is everybody there? The family is that? I think like because again, there'll be also be like um, 
we because when they talk about the um like in the video we hope you'll also join our family as well so i think it's just a family that's slowly getting bigger and that's why they have the bingo scene so it's who will join the family oh mate oh. okay yeah. when you hear your family it's like an olive garden type thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and so his phone's been unplugged and he thinks maybe it was georgina and she's not helping uh oh she's not by rose rose isn't helping him at all she's like oh so you think someone just unplugged your phone i'm like dude like, dude needs to be listened to here mm-hmm. like he's like you've seen what's been going on it's been nuts this isn't the time for like what's going on with your crazy theories now but the thing is i kept thinking to myself this is your family you would know when there's something not right yeah you know, because she's playing it all like, oh, well, you know, because, well, we're going to, you know, well, you know. And then he's like, look, everywhere he turns yeah. is all not right. Well, so he phones Roy, and then Roy is used to suggest other things may have happened while he was under. So he's sort of speaking for the audience. Yeah. Going, but how do you know? And then he does the greatest thing. He tells us the truth. Yeah. Roy goes, they're all hypnotized. Yeah. And so we go, well, can't be, because you wouldn't tell me that really really clever yeah it's kind of like the prestige because rod's always because he's like and he also's like oh because it's it's some crazy sex cult they're all gonna ha-, and you're like so i you take see, it, you tweak it to a funny guy point, yeah. yeah and you disregard his theory because yeah. of it. when the funny guy says the thing that's true you don't believe it for a second yeah. Yeah. so he hangs up and then georgina's there to apologize for touching his belongings she was cleaning and the cord came out and he's like so i didn't want to plug it back in and i'm like what and she's also yeah. like your cellular phone. Yes, it's it's all very full yeah. language. Yeah. He goes, I didn't mean to rat. And she doesn't know what that means. He goes, snitch. She doesn't know what that means. Tattletale? And she goes, <laughs> ah. And I've said in my brackets here, this is like the third instance where a black person has been overly 1950s white. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says that when too many white people are around, he gets nervous and she pauses and she cries just for a second. I would have liked to have known because one of the inconsistencies is why is grandma so well, there they are. Oopsies. Why is, <laughs> you dropped them all. Why is why is Georgina more affected than everybody else? See, I think is she the first one? Or is she recent? You know, because you see her admiring her. Oh, looks. I got another question. Oh. Go on. Oh, no, they answered it. No, I'm fine. Oh, okay. I'm fine. So I think the reason for the crying... See, I think the reason for the crying has nothing to do with Georgina, <laughs> per se, but oh, it's re- it's really hard to explain. Yeah. Without, yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, he says... So she pauses, then she cries. She says, so the armages are so good to us. They treat us like family again i don't know why you say this no because they're treating them like you're doing the dog's body work you're doing all this oh, i best get back to work i best do this and he, what you think you're doing maybe you should go late you know, well, she, well, she walks away and he goes this bitch is crazy and we go tee hee 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 and that helps us disregard it because humor's that moment right yeah yeah, yeah crazy yeah. woman off we go I think, again i i, I want to be able to say what i think but again you can't say it without talking I'm going to put a pin in this and save it for later. As long as you remember. Gonna, That's all right. Yeah, I'm going to write a note. Okay. 
back downstairs. Chris is introduced to everybody, including uh, a Japanese man named Mr. Tanaka, who asked him if being African-American has more advantages or disadvantages in the modern world. Um, and so he pivots to Logan, who's come back, who answers the question. And then Chris takes a photo of him. At the time, I was like, why is he taking a photo of him? Yeah. Why is he doing this? Um, and then, I, actually, I still have that question. I still do. Logan then has a nosebleed and tells him to get out, roll credits. <laughs> uh, and Rose takes Chris out for a walk. The nosebleed? Yes. Is that because there's fighting and turmoil yeah. going on? That's a tell that like the, 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 the true version of oneself is trying to get out. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. okay. That's what I felt. Um. See, I thought he took the photo to send it to Rod to be like, hey, this is weird. But that's not the case, though, because he does. He says, I'll I'll jump ever so slightly ahead. Yeah. By the lake, he says, when I took the photo and he was coming at me, he was like, it was like, it was like, it was like I knew him. But that's after the photo, not before the photo. So why does he take a photo? I don't know, but the photo seems to affect him, doesn't it? Well, yeah, the photo is what causes the out. I mean, that's it's kind of like the antidote. I yeah. want to say that, like, that's. I think it's he, because he he wants to send it to Rod to say, "Hey, look, there's he, this." He doesn't say beforehand this yeah. occurred. He says after I took the photo, it was like I knew him. Oh so, no, I'm not. I'm not saying it's because he thinks he knows him. I think he's saying to say to Rod, "This is really weird." There's this guy our age who's with a much older white woman oh, who's but, acting like a. Oh, you got to explain that, don't you? Yeah, I think. Again, I think this is like third time watching interpretation kind of thing that's yeah. the problem with me, for me this is my first time yeah first time. yeah there exactly we we're just talking it over talking it through and, and going what's yeah. going on here oh, oh uh-oh. yeah so oh. no no uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> no no uh, everybody thinks that chris is so crazy right now <laughs> um yeah chris has felt like he knew logan uh and because uh, they took him out and he came back and he goes oh i'm just feeling unwell i should go home and um the dad's like yeah he had a seizure <laughs> and then chris is going that wasn't a seizure and rose like my dad's a neurosurgeon i think <laughs> he knows what a seizure is that was a rehypnotization yep yeah is what's happening? Yeah, because yeah, you go yeah. back because she she calms him down. Is the word we used. Yeah. Uh, Chris says, "I want to go with or without you. You know, without me is hey, what, what, whatever it is you want." <laughs> the bingo game continues and it's cross cut through this, and it's all in silent. But so everybody's game, everybody's won. Every, every card that gets held up is a winner. This bingo game is this to find out who was going to have. Well, I guess that's the answer. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. there is a picture of him framed in the background. Yeah. Really, yeah. And I was like, "Why they got a picture?" And you're yeah. like, "Oh no, it's like a dream, man." I went, "No, it's not. It's it's legit. It's like a funeral, isn't it?" See, I always thought it was more like a betting thing. So whoever. Oh, hang yeah, on. It's so kind of like a funeral in the sense that someone's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Good show, yeah. yeah. I think the bingo cards, they're not like, I think it's just to, you hold up like, like an auction. So there's like this mix between a funeral, but also kind of like mirroring a slave auction in a sense, because you're literally all these rich white people are putting up how much they want to have the, the black guy. Okay, so the part I don't get was every time they held up a card, they always had like a row of five highlighted in one direction. So I'm like, why is everybody winning? <laughs> I think it's, I think it's just, I think it's them being like, see, we are playing bingo. We're just all sitting forward for some reason in front of a photo of you. And then finally, like, like we get to 10, I think in the hands. Yeah. And then he like, dad, like Dean, like punches his fist. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and they celebrate. And yeah. 
And then Chris, we go back to the lake, and Chris reveals he could have saved his mother if he wasn't so scared. She didn't die right away if he'd gone out. And it's like, Liam, you were shouting at CV. You were like 11. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And he wasn't supposed to know that. And when you're scared, you you know, like when you're a kid and you're laying in bed and you hear a noise, you go, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear yeah. that. I just go, just act normal, act normal. Everything's good. Everything's good. Knowing that things aren't really that good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, That's what he, was is, he was watching TV going, something's wrong. Rick gives you an awful, like, Guilt complex, even if well, you have no. Oh, of course. Not. Yeah, it's like yeah. I could have. Dri- I could have driven faster. Yeah, could, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Like, um, Chris then says, "I want to abandon you, Rose. Not like my mom. I want to abandon you." And she's like, "I want to go home. I'll make something up. Let's go home." And they walk back, and everyone's leaving. And Jeremy's playing the ukulele because he needs something to do, I guess. And Walter <laughs> so stupid. Walter and Regina are smiling creepily, as are Missy and Dean. And Chris messages the picture to Rod. Rod identifies who he really is and goes, sex life. <laughs> He's brilliant, Rod. And then Chris's battery dies as they're on the phone. Uh, Chris then says to Rose, we have to go right now and we'll talk in the car. And then Chris notices the crawl space is open. Mm. Why is the box here? And also, why is that door keep, I was saying about three or four times, I think. Through the whole, because we've been told from the start she, that he's the first black guy she's yeah. dated. Why is it open? Why do you do this? It's important. Exactly, that the, it makes it's, no it's sense. It's so we know, but this makes no sense to tell your victim it's about to happen. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In my head, I want to believe Georgina broke free for a second, but I know that's not the truth. I'm just making an excuse. Yeah. This is that. This is that. It's a, like, it's a red box, so it's got like connotations of blood and yeah. danger yeah. and seduction. This is that first time writing film kind of. We need to get to thing. I want the audience to find this. Should we have them find it organically? Fuck no. no just, just leave a door open <laughs> and have it just. Does it look underneath anything? Nope. And I think in the first instance, when we saw the door open, he shuts it. This is a first draft kind of thing. I don't understand. This this is like a big, we need to move the plot, but we've done so much. Where do we place it kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, I would have preferred a much more organic way of finding this. How do you do that? Mm. I don't. And if she knew that box was in there. Like ready for this. Like she, he's putting the stuff. He's rushing. He drops his camera bag. Even if it's under the bed. He goes bed. and grabs it and it's under the bed or well, it's something. in a bottom drawer yeah, yeah. or you can't find mm. your keys. Let me help you look. And he, there you go. He finds them. He finds the photos that like, this is so dumb. Yeah. And why do you keep the photos? It's like, are you wanting to get caught? Yeah. Uh, the, the reason for this was, I do have the reason was, um, oh, where did I write it? I wrote a lot of things. Um, they're all there sort of as, she, yeah. Um, John Peel says, she hangs the photographs of her ex-partners on her wall like hunting trophies, which then is to later allude to why she's got the hunting rifle later on. But we don't see her do that. No. And she must know in, that... In that opening sequence when she's at her house, I'm curious, I wonder if there's any photos on that. I don't think there is. Because there's the one shot when he's shaving, the cross cut, because I thought they lived together at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm. she's clearly at her own place. I wonder if there's any photos in the background there. I don't think so. No, I don't. But we can go back and look. I might take a look. I think the, I feel the implication is supposed to be that this, like, this is her real house, like where she she does live, and it's just the like excavation. Like she Are goes. You tell for- me, in four months, he can go around her place once. I don't know. Yeah, you would have done. You would have. Well, done. no, as in like her true house is like, and they'll just get an apartment. I don't know if you something. noticed. These people aren't hard up for money. No. Oh no, this is what I'm saying. Like. 
they'll sh- this will, like she'll mainly live like in in the estate but then they'll have like a rented apartment she can you know okay. as her kind of illusion because later on she'll be she's looking at more photos to try and do it again so i will say this this was this was a good reveal because i didn't think for a moment i might have thought everybody else i did not think her me either but well that's the reason why well i know it's just what i'm saying this was well done oh, oh no i'm saying that's why he chose her because we're like oh peter pan or cute like innocent person but she saw him go to that cupboard she knew they were in that cupboard she must have done yeah th- th- this part's act- really not done and she's still acting like are you okay you want to go okay let's go let's do this let's yeah go. okay get the keys where are the keys we'll, we'll move and get the keys they had me on a couple of things for a minute but she would have known Why the escape plan the then rose still can't find the keys so i'm wondering here here's how far i'm going i'm wondering if she's a victim and she's been hypnotized and she's if she's even aware yeah or is she being used by her parents all the time to go out and get new guys yeah so the question is is she a willing participant yet and i don't think we know the answer to that yet yeah and i didn't really know either because i don't think he knows yet mm. not that i think he knows what's gonna happen it's weird it's weird why he doesn't yeah i don't know it i don't seems know a bit odd because mother interrogates know. him while jeremy throws the cross stick around dean asks what his purpose is in life and then he says fire reminds me of my immortality or i'm sorry my my mortality he says now we are the gods and i'm like that's a good line to do if you've been doing this for hundreds of years yeah it seems like you're we've got like four or five what's well, what the picture suggests they got loads of them but yeah it doesn't it se- didn't seem like didn't that. seem like it no where are all these guys where, where, where where's the picture book yeah yeah i don't know um chris yells at rose for the keys but she's had them all along and says oh you know i can't give you them babe i'm like all right and then jeremy takes a swing he does they go to fight and just as he goes to punch back mom hits the cup three times at which point why don't you just lead with this yeah why leave all that none of this made sense no just walk by the room as he's packing. Ting, ting, ting. Done. It's not as good a movie, but it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Like, the characters can't know they're in a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the characters are acting like they realize where the plot has to swell. Um, and then Rose whispers as he's taken into the sunken place. She goes, you were one of my favorites. Back oh. to Roy. Roy's trying to find Chris. Chris isn't around. It's been two days. He Googles, and by Googles, I mean not Google, because that would cost money. So he does search for something on some website for Andre Hayworth, only to find out that he's a missing person. Um, and, you know, then Chris comes to, and it's like a horror movie mixes with the tech innovation lab in the Batcave. It was all that white light <laughs> at the top of the screen. Yeah. Um, uh, the Dark Knight era Batcave, not Dark Knight Rises. Um, he can't let himself go, uh, and there's a close-up. Oh, he can't let himself go. He can't let himself move. I don't know what that means. He can't let himself go. There's a close-up of a mounted deer head on the wall, and the TV turns on, and it's Roman Armitage. Ethan, do you know who Roman Armitage is? Uh, the blind guy from before. No, no. This is the like. Oh no! So, sorry, I'm I'm thinking of the next scene. Yeah. So you're going to join our family. Yeah. Welcome to welcome to this, welcome to Chile's episode. This this actor uh, played George Costanza's boss. Uh, I believe it's Mr. Wilhelm who worked for oh, the Yankees shit. in Seinfeld. Yeah. 
I I placed him instantly. I'm like, I know he's still alive. I did recognize the guy, but I couldn't tell you who he was. He's, he's, he was a great, like, comedic, like, bumbling kind of older guy character yeah, yeah, yeah. who could get angry, but be, oh, he's really good. So it was great to see him in this. Um, he's doing a promo video, and he talks, I mean, this is the way it gets really racist. You know, talks about, you know, if we can mix the natural giftings of, of black men with the determination of, of our family, what great things could, so this is his Jesse Owens moment, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, if only I'd had Oh, he passed away two years ago. Oh, did he really? Yeah, oh, May twenty sixth, twenty twenty. He says there's a procedure that can make us immortal though. Behold the coagula. And that's not really gone into too much beyond that. That's just we hear it and that's it. No. And then he hears the t- then there's a pic a video of a T and he passes out again. So I'm guessing they actually do have an old T V that they've programmed oh, us. It was very lost. That's like an ML. Mm. Like a coagulant. Like blood can coagulate. I mean, it's kind of a solidifier. Is it trying to be like a metamorphosis? It's a cool sounding word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rod goes to the police. And did anybody else, Liam, did you think the cops might have been (laughs) hypnotized? (laughs) No. Because from this point on, every black character, I'm going... Oh, what if they've, what if they've, what if I got the police? What if they're white? What if there's like thousands of them? You don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I honestly didn't think that. Okay, because I thought it was going to be this. Did you? I honestly didn't think that. I thought they were going to be this. The first officer you can like, because again, we know it's true and we, we don't think it's as crazy as everyone else will think it is at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was thinking, and and when they get to the end, I think it's I think it's two black police officers at the very least, and the third one might be Hispanic. I don't want to just play the yeah. guess yeah, the yeah, ethnicity, yeah. but yeah. And so it's definitely three people of color. And I was like, maybe they're all. Maybe this is gonna be the thing. Rod's gonna find out everybody's a sex slave. <laughs> See, I didn't think that, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they all take him seriously. And uh, she was just like, "You're telling me this? Come in here, guys. Have a listen." And they all stand there intently, and you think that he's gonna they're gonna be taken seriously. <laughs> and they were like, see, I told you. Yeah, it was just a cool little punchline, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Rose, Rod phones again, and Rose picks up and says, oh, he left two days ago. And I was really praying at this point, Ethan, for t- for, for like a, a, a second twist. Yeah, yeah. You were, you And were. that they were actually all fine. And what they'd done is they'd like incepted him, and he was going to do these crazy things. And they, were, I really wanted this to be a movie where, where like they, they win in the end. <laughs> I really yeah. wanted that throughout, and I was like, "Wouldn't it be great if like everything was set up?" And what like, he saw wasn't what was going on. Yeah. He was just killing people. Like all they did was like hypnotize and put these visions in his head. Yeah, and then he responds, and then he's taken away, and that's kind of like some sort of weird fun game they do to ruin people's lives. Mm. We're gonna have fun when we talk about the alternate endings. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, so then, um, what do we have here? Oh, she so says. Is there a chance? Oh, right here. Is there a chance the two worlds aren't connected? Rose's performance is incredibly controlled. And then Rod goes to record the conversation, and this is where we get. The, I knew she was lying. This she is where lying. we. This is where we get the uh, alignment switch again, and not. And now all of a sudden we see things from her perspective. Yeah. And they show us the family. And it's like you just wanted to fuck me. It's all you wanted to do. He's like, no, no, he's my boy. I wouldn't do that. And he's because it's it's amazing in a moment like this to get comedy. Yeah. Like it's it's you'd think it'd be difficult. <laughs> But he's really good at it. He is very good. Whoever this actor is, I, 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 uh, little uh, little Ray Howry. Yeah, he's yeah. brilliant. He, he's the perfect guy for this role. He is perfect. 
Um, and he's like, she's a genius. Because what you've just done now is you've created a, a I was going to come into it. Yeah. You've created an audio recording that gives him an alibi of why he would, so like, they're going to pin this on Rod. Yeah. All of a sudden, so he's going to do something crazy. They're going to say Rod put him up to it because he wanted to sleep with her. I'm like, this is genius. And he says, isn't he? That's genius. Yeah. And so I thought it was going to go somewhere yeah. and then it doesn't. I'm like, all right. I I know where you will know Lil Ray Howery from. What's that from? He's Ryan Reynolds' mate in uh, Free Guy. Oh, is he the? Uh, yeah, he's the post the postman, <laughs> the postman or the security guard. Uh, I don't. Know, I've never seen Free Guy. The security the guard. Is the, uh, oh, is he a postman in it? I don't. I, I, I don't. I've never seen it. Main, I'm just assuming from a trailer. The main he's just his friend is the security guard at the bank. Yeah, security buddy, yeah. buddy, yeah. buddy. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um. So, yeah, he thinks he's a genius. Back to Chris, and now he watches the video and Jim Hudson, the blind art dealer, is on the screen. Yeah. And he plays up a three-part plan. Phase two is not really much of a phase. Phase one is the hypnosis. Uh-huh. Phase two is this part where we tell you what's going on. Uh-huh. <laughs> also known as the exposition phase. <laughs> of course we need that. Because the audience needs to know this. Yeah. And then phase three is the transplant. And basically what it equates to is they're going to share the body, and Jim will be the driver. And Chris and will just, just be a passenger. Passenger he watches. Yeah. You're just stuck in there. You basically you're in that sunken place forever, watching, watching through the screen. screen. Yeah. yeah. I have uh, a thing from Jordan Peele about when he was writing Hudson and kind of the concept of this. Uh, he says Hudson, who's the farthest from racist due to his blindness, still plays a part in the system of racism and the way it manifests in the movie. Because, yeah, he's a guy who believes the eyes of this better artist, this black artist, is what's separating him from being a success or a failure, which to me is a, sen- is a commentary on a-, a sentiment I was hearing a lot during the Obama era, this mythology of a p- uh, purported advantage of being black in this culture. Yeah. Mm. Yep. So, like, the, 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 the notion, the, the idea of, oh, you, I'll be better because I'm like this and, like, on well, a pedestal, which is still kind of... It's kind of like the, the, the one Black's very in right now. Yeah. 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 Um, later on, the TV comes back on and the T knocks him out. Um, we go to the surgery and he, he fights it. No, no, no. Oh, and he passes out. We go to the surgery, and this is the the transplant surgery, and they start to carve into his skull, and Liam freaks right out. Oh. I go, dude, it's like a watermelon. And then they took off the top. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit gross. That was gross. And then they take off the, the actual yeah. skull. Oh, yeah. I was like, Ooh. We see Jeremy go to pick up Chris, but there's always isolated close-ups of him, like, undoing the restraints and everything else. And then you just see this black hand grab up like a bocce ball. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shoot. And he hits him, and I'm like, what? How? And this is where we find out he was had, uh, he'd been picking at oh, the, the leather the chair. Leather chair yeah. And the cotton he'd stuffed into his ears as, as earbuds. As like, so uh, he didn't yeah. hear the... So he doesn't hear the tea. Yeah. You know what would have been a really smart idea? Go on. Leaving that stuff in your ears because you know the woman with the tea is still upstairs. Ah, but if you've still got stuff in your ears, how can you be vigilant with the others? So have more. Mm. <laughs> Before you leave the room, grab a whole bunch. That way, when she, boom, rather than have to run to, to chase, because she might have had the cup of tea in her hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So rather than have that really convenient moment where there's only one cup of tea that can do this, apparently. <laughs> I wanna, like, if I'm the bad guys, I have like teacups everywhere. everywhere. Every room. But. I hate yeah. I was drink. I was watching this while drinking tea because I'm, I'm addicted to tea. So it's it's a very sort of perspective putting thing, but also there's like the, there is the the thing as well that he writes here, which is 
Cotton saves him. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cotton picking saves him. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Jordan Peele knows, knows oh. how to write shit like this. That's clever. I, that I missed that. Yeah. I, I missed that. I missed that. Yeah, wow. I wish I'd gotten that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Damn it. Um, that's really clever. That so is. then, you know, grab some more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <sighs> so um, Chris then attacks Dean with the deer head. That was good. So he had time to get that, but not to grab any more cotton. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, Dean, dear. And then Dean, as he gets stabbed, it felt a little underwhelming for Dean, who I thought was going to be a bigger deal in the yeah. end. He gets knocked over and starts a CGI fire, and the CGI yeah, does okay. not look good at all. Why can we have not had the fire and just had him not? Liam just the did, like the, did like, the, like, like the hand gesture from like friends. <laughs> about, That's fire, man. man. That's fire. Why do we not have. Why do we just see the candle go over, right? And then just see smoke? Why yeah. Do we have, why do we have to have. Like the, the fact you saw it like light up is like, I, I wouldn't be able to remember. Oh, a candle got knocked over yeah. earlier. <laughs> yeah. Or have him run out of the room and you just see like an orange glow coming yeah. from behind the door. Yeah. And I can go, theater of the mind. Yeah. But the CGI took me so out of the movie. Yeah. And it's only on, it's like literally like a half Nano a second. Seconds, yeah. It's on screen. And I'm like, it's not worth it. Because no. all you did was have a negative impression. Yeah. Yeah. That, I agree. That was, that was a poor choice. I've been watching Game of Thrones. I got to a part of Game of Thrones with like a Viking funeral type thing, and I went, "That's not real fire. That's all CG." Yeah, but that's like TV. Yeah. Like, this is a that's movie. TV. I can yeah. forgive. I can forgive that. But, but this thing is it's a Blumhouse thing. Like, Blumhouse. I don't know why they rely so much could, on couldn't CG. Couldn't you have lit a practical? F- I mean, a you can do CGI fire and make it look decent. That is possible. Yeah, but that's yeah. not big enough fire to not do CGI uh, right. to to. Just do a practical, yeah. light it up on fire, and like it's a half a second shot. Get yeah. someone to put it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. And this isn't I solely agree. just for for uh, horror. It's horror and super. There is such an over reliance on CG where you do not need CG. Yeah, I agree. Um, so he sees. Uh, oh, so Chris Daggers upstairs and finds Georgina, who panics and leaves. Uh, he then sees Missy, and they both look at the teacup, and then. Uh, they they both run over. He smashes the oh, teacup, smash the only teacup in the history of the world, <laughs> and then stabs her with his own hand. Oh, because when he was fighting, she picked up uh, something and stabbed yeah, him in the hand. She picked up and stabs yeah. him in the hand, and then he takes the hand and manages to with, with the knife still in it and like stabs her with it. Stabs her in the eye, doesn't he? I think it happens. It's, it's implied. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. I felt like she just... It was underwhelming. The deaths kind of I felt happened. both parents needed more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's very sudden, and I can't... I, I'm fine with the death that's very, um... Like, there's no, like, real uh, theater for it. it. Like, it happens. I'm fine with that when it's like a... Like that, and there are so many, but they're so quick, and they need just a little bit more time for you to register it, I think. Um, where are we at next? Uh, oh, so Jeremy comes back out of nowhere after he's been smacked <laughs> over the head twice. Like that bocce ball should have done. That would have done you. And they showed you blood. Like I'd have been better. I'd have been better if like Daddy from the fire had come back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they showed you the blood. Sort Especially because I didn't. Really, I didn't care enough about, about Jeremy to this no, point. I didn't. But I guess Jeremy is the weakest character. Well, we had to have uh, we had to have our MMA fight, didn't we? <laughs> so you know. And then he has a good go until the knife returns because it's still stuck in his hand, I guess. Yeah. And he kills Jeremy with it. I'm like, yeah, all right. 
Um, and then Chris finds the keys to the. We, I thought it was the car they came up in, but no, it's the car from the beginning. Yeah, Rose. They cut to her. She's missing all the action. Quite funny. What song is she listening to? Is it like some Madonna or something? No, no it's, it's uh, I've had the dancing. time of my life. Yeah, day dance. Oh, it's dirty dancing. That's right. And she's yeah. looking at photos of perspective, like uh, she suited. types in top NCAA prospect. <laughs> One of them's Keegan Michael Key, which yes. I think is hilarious. Yes. So I thought because of this, because I looked up cast list and I saw Keegan Michael Key NCAA prospect. I was like, oh no, she gets away with it. Because <laughs> I'm like, surely you wouldn't just have it there just, just on a photo. Surely there'd be more to it than that. Maybe <laughs> nope. Not. Nope. Um, it's better than Peel's cameo. Peel's he he was the voice of the day. How was he really? <laughs> um, oh dear. And so here's my question. Like that, this is really lazy though. This is her not even really try top NCAA prospect. What does that mean? Are they local? Are they close? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have chosen a specific school. Like she can't go to you know and look look at the schedule of an upcoming like team and look at who the boys are. Why would you think that automatically someone would be interested in you? Like, I, I guess you know, success rate. Uh, yeah, mm. but that implies that he was found in the same way as well. Yeah, and he's not. We're not told he's like he's told he's talented. We're not told he's particularly no. famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just got really cool photos of his own we, around the house. Yeah. We are. Ah, uh, see, I was going to say the um, Hudson knows, but again, how much does Hudson already? Know? Uh, I just took myself out of that. Because right. <laughs> yeah, Hudson's the guy with the arc. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how much Hudson already knows. Everybody there's got inside knowledge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, Rose then goes, uh, oh, hang on. Where am I at? Chris finds, I got there. Here we are. So, uh, he hits, he runs, oh, he gets to the car. Yeah. He finds the helmet from earlier, which I didn't realize was was like, like a knight's helmet. I didn't realize a knight's helmet either. I knew he was wearing something, but I was like, okay, it didn't mean anything. He didn't really do it. It never came back. No. And I was like, what's that? So he then hits Georgina with the car. And I thought this was great because, you know, uh, he then puts her in the car to save her. This is a tragic flaw because of his backstory. Mm. I'm like, he can't let her die. No. He's too. I'm like, this is a brilliant. Okay. This, this is how he comes down. I'm okay with this. Because I'm like, it's a beautiful story then. Yeah. Mm. And then as she leaves, this is the reveal. This is the reveal. It is. Rose goes, get him, grandma. Yeah, not to her because she's in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought he, I thought she says get him, gra- uh, grandpa, because then no, gra- um, gr- gr- grandma first. Yes, so this oh, is how we find yeah. out that, that Georgina's the grandma. And- why are they all running around doing stuff and pretending to be help and hands rather than respect? Here's here, here's my thing. Ready for this? Here's the deal. Because you only got to do it for two days when people are around. Yeah. Uh, this isn't their normal. That's my. That's the, uh, some, yeah. the whole thing's a pantomime. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's all a farce. Yeah. So that's why I also think like what I was gonna say when when Georgina quotation marks yeah. says like they treat us like family. That's one foreshadowing, but also because Grandma's really old. I'm sure her idea of like what a black person thinks will make them feel content is not like the correct term. So she'd be like, oh, they treat us right in like is her very old sort of understanding of we love it here yeah, yeah. i know they're i don't old. want they're to silly. move yeah <laughs> as opposed to let me tip you off to the end of the movie <laughs> yeah all people say so, when, so when you watch it the second time you're like oh they told us yes it's <laughs> clever for a movie it's not believable for what the character would do no no <laughs> <sighs> and then they smash into the tree 
Yeah, because she goes, you ruined my house. <laughs> and it was a little like comedic. And I'm like, oh, you're, you're not sticking the landing, guys. No. Crash the tree. And then. Well, I expected uh, her to come back because I didn't expect her to. She didn't go out the window. No, nope, you're right. You're yeah. right. She's got a young, healthy body. Yeah. And this explains why she's looking at herself in the mirror. And the question now is, but how, you know, she's still looking at herself and prompting her hair and all that stuff. How long has she been in this form for? Not long, I don't think. Really? Yeah, because why, why would you be such enamored by the image you're looking at? I agree. Do you know what I mean? But I don't know the answer to this. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> because if you are, then why are you doing something like literally like, like, like so shortly after? Yeah. Well, you know, Stephen Root's character ain't dying. No. He's just blind. Yeah. So, like, what's the impetus for when you do this? Is it Because look at all this. Oh, hang on, though. Because look on. at all those boys that she's changed. So, so surely this was going on for years. Wouldn't the first one have been the been been Roman? So what were they? Are they taking out brains? They're not taking out brains. They're just adding their own to the other persons. Yeah. Like they need to keep a piece of their brain, yeah. like the original host brain. Because also, they, Rose does have a photo of her, yeah. So Rose does have a photo of her and Georgina as well. Yeah, imagine there's 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 a part of your brain yeah. that captures all your personality. So we're going to take that out. We're going to put it into the working brain because he still needs all of his regular brain to make the body work. Yeah. So all we're doing is we're sort of overriding the personality side of it by putting their personality in. But then, why would they still be depthly in there looking out? That it's a little bit of science fiction. Oh, okay. Yeah, I kind of missed that bit. Yeah, it's just a little mumbo. It's science meets mumbo jumbo. It kind of gave me the, yeah. the thing that they were going to take their brain out and put it. It in felt it was very similar to me to a film called Skeleton Key, which was a little bit more voodoo-y. I have that in my shop. Yeah, at Retro Records and it's it's like panned. I really liked it. Yeah, I really liked it. So oh, okay, that might be one to check out as well. Um, what do we have here? You ruined my house. And then all of a sudden, Walter comes running by, and Rose's like, get him, Grandpa. And Grandpa's choking him out. Uh, so, Steven, so Chris. And then Chris takes a photograph with his phone. Did he know at this point, though? Did Chris know that by taking a photo, by making him, would that snap him out of it? He's seen, well, it, he's seen it once. He's seen it happen. At the, yeah, at, the, at, the, at the very least, it gets him off me. It happened once. Okay. So, I didn't know whether he, did he know that, or was that just a distraction? No, no, he's doing this to get him off him. Now, whether he knows it awakens the soul. Now, he hasn't the whole thing explained to him, remember? Yeah, yeah. In the basement. So maybe he's gone, okay, what happened earlier with this guy who we know was a jazz musician, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is clearly him reverting. I think he, yeah, I, th- I think he knows. He knows, yeah. I think he mm-hmm. knows. Okay. Now, is that the implication? The question then becomes, does the family know? And what I mean does the family know is, does the family know that... Uh, cameras can do this. I don't get that feeling they did. I think it's the flash. I think the flash, like... It is to do with the flash, but... It's, yeah, it's like a, almost like an epileptic But thing has this never happened? No, it's but just it, just, it must have it's done. It's such a camera-specific culture. Because they never took the camera away from him when he's... That's my question. Yeah. Is going... So, so they mustn't know, because they're like... A, exactly. A photographer come over? Yeah. And openly take pictures? Yeah. And it's... I'm, I'm not sure if it is... I know the flash resonates in the eyes, but keep in mind, I'm not sure the flash goes off on that camera phone when he's being wrestled by, by Grandpa here. Secondly, how many times is he about to take a picture of someone? And then he's interrupted with Georgina, with everybody at the party. Do you think he that, never gets a picture of any of the black people. Do you think that takes the, the soul back out? I imagine so, yeah. 
Yeah, it gives them like that. That's because again, it gives them that second of like it control ta- for a bit. It takes them out of the sunken place, yeah, and they yeah, get to be yeah. they're in the driver's seat. Yeah, yeah, and it takes the the re, the reimagine. So the question is though, you know, that might explain that would be a really good explanation for why they're unplugging his phone. Yeah, true. Yeah. But then, but then, honey, you know who you don't bring over for yeah, a yeah, photographer? Yeah. <laughs> Flippant. It'd have to be assumed that they wouldn't know, but again, it's not. It seems odd. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. they've done this like 25 times. No one yeah. took a picture. <laughs> or here's an idea. When we're, we've got someone over, just hide all the other people. Like, like hide the, the, the other converts. Yeah. Can you not make your own dinner tonight? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we take a picture, it ruins the game, everybody. So just, just, everybody just... Go away for the weekend. It's very inconsistent. I think in their mind, again, this is like going, okay, they're, they're very out of touch white people, which is saying something. Um, I think in their stupid little mind, they're like, if he sees more black people, he'll feel comfortable. But it does the exact opposite because they do not act in any way like a coherent human, let alone like what they think a black person would act like. Yeah. So what do we have then? Um, then get he, him grandpa chokes he oh so then walter then turns around shoots rose he, in, he asks rose for the gun okay oh, let, let, oh, let me do it yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she gives him the gun he then shoots her twice in the stomach and then shoots himself underneath the chin and kills himself i don't know why mm. you don't put a bolt in her head as well because you gotta have come back for one last scare yeah. yeah um so then there's a moment, and then Rose is alive again, reaching for the gun, but Chris grabs the gun. Rose apologizes and goes back to the loving girlfriend shtick, and he strangles her, and she smiles. No, She smiles, I think, because she sees the lights. Yeah, but like, yeah. couldn't you have done some pretty good... Like, He's got her hands on her for a, not a short amount of time. No, no, I know. Is he so weak? And if so, maybe because the wound on his hand? Or, 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 yeah, or he's fighting in mm. term, turmoil of, he loves Good her. question. Why is she not covered in blood? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> is, is, is he like Wolverine? Continuity. Is he like... Is, Continuity people. Like, like, literally, like, we saw a knife through his hand that he then used to, like, stab people with. Like, his hand should be basically like, like a pack of mints at this point. It should, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um... Then she smiles because the cops show up and Rose goes, help me. Chris puts sudden, his hands up. But and, and I'm like, I'm this is I'm like, this is genius. Yeah, he is. They're going to win, which is kind of what I wanted out of this movie. <laughs> I wanted they're going to win. And then instead, they gave us the happy version. It's Roy. I'm glad it was Roy. But you still get that feeling. And I, I'm yeah. going to, I can't wait to explain oh, all of this in a second. They get in the car and he goes, I mean, I told you not to go in that house. <laughs> and uh, she goes how how did you find me and he goes i'm ts motherfucking a that's what we do <laughs> aka don't worry about it are we gonna tell the audience no, no. <laughs> it's like an episode of the simpsons where they did like a lord of the flies parody oh, i remember that yeah and they just finishes by going and then the boys were all saved by someone let's say <laughs> mo <laughs> <laughs> You explain it? Nope. Nope. <laughs> um, and then he says, consider this handled. And they drive off and consider the matter served. Why don't you run her over with the car? And why don't we see Let her die? Let him bleed die? out, I guess. Huh? Yeah. Why don't we see her die? Because 
Is there a chance we want to do Get Out too? Get Out Boogaloo? Uh, I have no idea. I don't think it's open for another It doesn't one. work because no. you have to have... There's two people who have skills that you can't just yeah, you can't, transfer. No. Yeah, and Kaluuya's already done a second uh, Peel film, which has nothing to do with Get Out. I would like so to have seen him put a bullet in head. So, yeah. that was the end of the movie. So... That's the wrong one. It's been, it's been a while, folks. We're in the end game now. And we are in the end game now. Uh, Liam, it's been a while. We did a random word, buddy. Random word of uh, a teaspoon. Oh, God. A teaspoon. All right. Cool. <laughs> I was going to say, did you want to hear those alternate endings? That's great. Let's start with that. Alternate endings. Yeah. Yes. What, what do we got? So, uh, this was not the original ending that we okay, that so, we saw. So, pitch to us, and then, yeah. Liam, you and I will determine which one we think we might have gone with. Okay. So, here's right. the original ending. Okay. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I'm going to do all yeah, the Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Let me get um, off of that thing. All right, here we go. Go for Chris it. gets arrested by the police after strangling Rose, uh, uh, with, and so Rod doesn't show up. Oh, uh, but he, happen. Yeah, he meets Chris in the jail visitor area, instead uh, of rescuing M- eh, and asks for information on the Armitage family to do an investigation, but Chris just tells him to stop. Uh, he stopped them and everything's fine. And this was originally chosen uh, to reflect the realities of racism, but when the production had begun, there were several high-profile police shootings of black people that had occurred, making the conversation around police violence and black people, in Peel's words, more woke. Uh, and after audience response decided it needed a happier ending, uh, Peel still wanted the audience to believe Chris is about to be arrested. So Chris that's why is. we have the the fear of the the police sirens and the lights before Isn't we see strange, airport. Okay. Uh, uh, real life impacted that film. Oh, I'm, I think the whole thing is like a giant metaphor. So I'm not surprised. Oh yeah, you know it's I mean? totally. Yeah. Okay. So th- is, there, is there more than one? Ending? Uh, there, there's another one. Okay. Let me hear that one. So another bah, ending. Bah, bah. Rod breaks into the estate, finds Chris, calls his name, to which Chris responds, "I assure you, I don't know who you're talking about." And then the film would end. <gasps> that would have shocked me. I, d- I feel that one's more just like uh, it's it's. I think that leaves things that more leaves open amb- for a sequel, ambiguous. I guess. Yeah. But... yeah. But with after all the destruction <laughs> you see, you have to wonder where like where exactly the, the film changes its its direction. So you mean he how no. Yeah. So yeah, Chris Chris, Chris fully gets turned into um Hudson. I guess I no want. One, then no one else dies, do they? I guess I want a different yeah. third act. I want the reveal yeah. of the yeah. girlfriend to be the big switch, and then that's it for him. Um, yeah, and then maybe she does like hit up hit up Ray a little bit. Yeah, and maybe maybe, maybe maybe he goes and they arrest him and they all that stuff, and she brings him back to the house, and you know, hey, yeah, oh, you would, yeah, I would, yeah. And then the thing is, it's only a one trick pony. You can't do it twice, can you? Well, no, because the first time we don't know. So the first time with when she pulls this trick on Chris, yeah. we don't know because we've been we've but back back to our argument about spectatorship, yeah, right. So with Chris, we were limited. We knew what Chris knew, so that provided us with shocks and enigma. And why is this happening? The second time in the same movie, the the third act. We know it's going to happen now, and so instead, now we're sitting there going, "No, don't!" And we see the same sort of beats play themselves. The only thing is, because he knows Chris, Chris would be there, wouldn't he? 
Long as Chris has been arrested. Well, no, because that was the end of where he. No, was remember, I, I'm doing a totally different third act. Oh, a totally different third. Act. Yeah, I want Chris gone for. So he never knew where Chris went or how he disappeared. Yeah, and, you can, and, and you can have that. You can have that tape he where left. he like, look, he caused misdirection. He wanted to sleep with me. Oh no, I didn't. Oh, you, you can have me jealous. You always did want that. Yeah, you no, know, no, I didn't, baby. And then he storms off and he goes, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why either. Come in the house, Ray. Yeah, come in and have some tea. I don't know if I could stomach another one. Oh, I, I, it has to be the same. <laughs> for me, it has to be all in one movie. It can't be two movies. Yeah, no way. Um, I, I want one with bad guys winning this one. <laughs> I, do, I think it's oh i think it's always so much more powerful when you root for them the whole way through and then you find that they're just they're just now for now that works in a world where it's not a metaphor yeah, yeah. They're, they're, doing really, as, they're doing it as a social statement I really, i'm just making a really good horror movie i really didn't want them to win this time i really wanted them to win i didn't i liked that rod turned up <laughs> like have you ever seen like i don't want to ruin movies for people but i'm trying to do something <laughs> older you ever see uh arlington road no. Oh. Is Watchmen old enough to talk about? Because that's like 2009 for the film and like 1986 for the we're, comic. We're going to have to do that at some point, but it's like three hours yeah. and like 47 minutes long. Uh, I don't like Zack Snyder films. Ah, Watchmen's excellent. Watchmen's excellent. It really is. Anyway, so I do like... I, I do... Because... Because this plays to convention. Where, hey, it's the happy-go-lucky sidekick. He's to save the day in the third act. He's the Russian on the on, on the asteroid in Armageddon. Oh, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, I want to go home! Right, and we, <laughs> and we, and we like that. And yeah, yeah, so yeah. The, the only thing I like more than that is, like, there's two things, because he's about genre a lot, too. And one of the important things is we like our expectations being filled. Yeah, That's why rom-coms are a thing. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. We're gonna run across the bridge in slow motion as as like an acoustic pop song plays, and they realize that love was there all along. And of course, I do too. Of course, I do. But the other thing that's even more is when they subvert your expectations. Oh, and you think something's gonna happen? They I go, think they go this somewhere is else. The subversion, though. The happy ending? No. No, no, no. I really do because this is the subversion. Considering that the original ending is the depressing. This is this his real life. His racism, and you just no because you can't subvert an original ending. It's about my expectations. Oh no, I'm I'm saying, but the expect you still have the expectation of here's the police. Here's what's going to happen because I I, I I again I think it depends on audience POV and who's watching because I think like a black audience will think okay he's going to prison he's going to blah blah and then they there was like. They get subverted oh. and go. Oh, he, I get it's 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 that it's that I'm experience argue, versus POV I'm type. Thing. Argue no that you're wrong only because <laughs> the reveal happens so early. Yeah, if it's one where the bad guys win, the reveal happens later. Because the reveal always happens later. Have you ever seen the the descent? No. No. Oh. It's like a movie where, like, you, oh, jeez. Fuck, I can't... I, 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 has anyone seen the, the new Doctor Who? No. Uh, okay. Don't ruin it. Don't yeah, ruin it. It's, it's so difficult to explain anything. The, the, I'll, I'll talk about The Descent. Sorry, folks. If you want to hear yeah. Descent, fast forward 90 seconds. The <laughs> Descent, it's all about these, like, like, like gremlin creatures who they, they go climbing in caves. Yeah. And she gets away. All her friends die, and she escapes. And then all of a sudden, turns on the radio, and she goes, but none of this is true, is it? No, of course it's not. You're still in the cave. And she goes, what? And then, whoosh, she's back in the Whoa. cave, and all the gremlins are coming to eat her, and that's how the movie ends. Now, the reveal happens right before the end, so it has its greatest impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't work with this film because of where the reveal happens. Yeah, yeah, the reveal yeah, yeah, that she's yeah, yeah. in on it. 
So then, as a result, now we see a man who's killing the characters in reverse order of importance. It's now Deep Blue Sea. It's now mm-hmm. insert action movie here with with a lone plucky whoever has to get out. I'll compare this to his second film, and we're never going to cover us on here because, like, um, that that us is a film. I love it. I think us is fantastic. You're not spoiler us, are you? What this? I don't think you guys. I I don't. I genuinely don't think you guys could stomach it. Hang on, hang on. You and your people on the Patreon vote for silly things all the time, so you never know what someone else will bring to the table. So if it's eligible, whoops, I didn't mean to do that. That's moving. <laughs> It is eligible. Okay, I'm going to shut you down it, then on it because yeah. someone might bring it. Well, no, 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 I'll say it's eligible, but it's in the same vein of it's it's so gory. Right, and but if someone so... chooses it, I mean, we're, okay, we're, yeah. we're, we're stuck there. You know what I mean? No <laughs> okay, one's picking shit. The, no one's picking the descent. You know what I mean? I'm going to look and see if I've ruined the, the descent now. Weirdly, I think <laughs> most people in the Patreon so they didn't enjoy us. Uh, us is very marmite, but that's the thing that stuck with me for literal days. Uh, the descent, Rotten Tomatoes. Doesn't qualify on the IMDb. Oh, geez, it qualifies. <laughs> I think for a moment that was going to qualify. 86%. <laughs> wow. We'll, oh, do no. at, we'll do it at some point. We'll talk our way through it. There we go. If, I will pretend I lose, to act surprised. If I lose a bet, then I'll, 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 I'll review the, the set. You could have always cut it and cut it off there, couldn't you? Nah, we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> um, what else do you have here? Okay, uh, so I don't know. Um, the only other thing is, maybe the police car, that could have been that sheriff from earlier, and you go, oh, no. And you find out she is in on it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And back to that theory. So. Now, again, these are about making... <sighs> I'm looking at this as just a horror movie. I'm not looking at this as like a social commentary. Yeah. Which I appreciate that he is. Yeah, yeah. But the question is, if he makes a social commentary and I don't pick up on it, that's not my fault. No, no, mind. Because I'm going and expecting a horror movie. Yeah. So it doesn't mean I've read it incorrectly, because you can't say I've read it incorrectly, because that's the way you it works. Read it how you read it. Yeah. So there's four types of reading. There's the preferred reading, where they give me a... a advertising's the best example of this. So if they go, like, by tide... Jerry Seinfeld shows was by tide. It's way. Oh, that's a bad thing to say about this film, James. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Of all the things, of all the things I'm going to say, terribly. <laughs> that's all right. Uh, so you go. All right, I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy Tide, right? Because yeah, yeah. I believe in the product. Yeah, I believe that it's going to get lights white. <laughs> that's so terrible. Of all the things, and I believe that I like Jerry Seinfeld. So that's yeah, my preferred yeah. reading yeah, yeah. on it. Then I've got oppositional reading. We talk about this a lot with Georgia when she turns on something. I hate Jerry Seinfeld. I hate him. I think he's ridiculous, yada, yada, yada. I'm not buying Tide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Uh, Then we've got negotiated reading. I don't really care for Jerry Seinfeld, but I do believe that it probably does a better job washing my shirts than than the rest of the situation. The rest of the market brand. The market brand than the the other people, right? So I'm going to buy Tide. I mean, there's aberrant reading. And aberrant readings when I just get it wrong and go, wow, Jerry Seinfeld's trying to sell me car insurance. <laughs> or I want to buy some new T-shirts. I'm going to buy some, t- some, I-, I really like those like white Fruit of the Loom T-shirts. I'm going to buy some of those. And I totally missed the point. Oh, you missed the point. Now, if I missed the point, that's not my fault. Ty should have done a better job of letting me know they were making an ad that was selling detergent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not surfboards. Not surfboards. Right? <laughs> it's the same idea here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I miss it, I don't think I don't think my enjoyment of the film is dependent on me getting the social commentary on it. No. I think if you do, I think you can appreciate it on a different level, a deeper yeah, level. Because we all pick up on things ourselves. Like some people, you know, the prestige is is is, is a metaphor for filmmaking. 
You know what I mean? Like, it's not just about magic. It's about it's about making film and the, and the magic of movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you don't get that metaphor, you can still really enjoy the prestige as a film. Mm-hmm. Right? If you don't get that uh, Animal Farm is about the Russian Revolution, it's still a really enjoyable book. Oh, I, I, it's the same with Star Wars in Vietnam. I think it was only this year that, I, like, you actually believed me about Return of the Jedi being an allegory for Vietnam. I was so against that, and then you proved me so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't. When we do the prequels, the same with the Bush and Cheney administration. Yeah, I am. I'll I, take that. Newt Gunray is literally is named that because of Newt Gingrich. I have. Oh, I got so much to talk about. So yeah. So you know, um, you and your rabbit holes. But me, everything I'm going <laughs> for, I'm just going for what would make this a better story. Yeah, story about yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it does prevent you from making that commentary, but he clearly wants to make, and that's okay. Um, it's a story that I would never be able to tell. Mm-hmm. So instead, I think I'm. I, I my, my brain's gearing towards the stories that I would be able to tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I so. like that happy ending though. Do you? I do. Yeah. I really wanted. I, th- it. I really wanted this to turn badly no, for him. I want, See, no, I think I it's also when this that came one, out because this is 2017, and like, I can't like a lot of bad stuff had happened in America at that point, and I think it was that thing of we need a moment, we just need a thank, second. Thank to- God, all that's over now. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But you, you know what well, I, I mean? Know, I like, there mean, was yeah, so, yeah. there was so much just bad feeling for anyone who wasn't white or straight and race is so important to the story yeah mm. it is yeah so and, and it's like when we did uh not do the right thing we haven't done that yet no um oh uh, the hurt you give and there are there are some stories like mate ooh, i saw the, your guys lights just <laughs> flickered yeah. i'm gonna save the pod right now <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we're back. <laughs> I literally would have, cr- I, I would have cried. I literally stopped it and restarted. I'm like, I'm not losing two hours and twelve minutes. No, <laughs> no. Like, I couldn't even through my head. I was like, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think, like, there are some thing- films that are made, I guess, targeted to more one like experience than another, and I think if people don't like haven't experienced that or don't fully understand it the, See, and I, they don't pick up on things i you can't you can't really you didn't really need you to. can't blame an audience solely for that See, because again it's kind of like a, a doorway like an entrance I'm i think not, as well i'm not a horror guy so it's never hit my radar no, yeah exactly no, no, no. was this something that was 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 this marketed to to, to like a mainstream audience this was market. This is the this is the thing, and I'm always. There are so many films that are marketed as horror films that aren't horror films. This is a thriller at best. The same with, the same with Nope. The same with Us. Uh, those are just the Jordan Peele yeah. ones. There's a, there's there's a there was a film that came out a couple of years ago, which literally is not a horror film. It's like a, it's just a like a suspense film. But it was marketed as a horror film, so everyone goes and sees it and drives, being like, oh, it's going to be this, and it's. Like nine people in a in like one room for two and a half hours, and it, it it's great. But everyone's like, "Where's the jump scares? Where's the blah blah yeah. blah?" And you go because bl- you see Blumhouse, you go Paranormal Activity is super scary. Paranormal okay. Activity is not super scary. It's just jump scare central. And I think <laughs> people don't see horror films as nuanced because horror films are notoriously shit because they're so cheap and easy to make yeah, if you know. don't give a shit. And this isn't one of those times because horror has a sub, so many subgenres, but everyone just goes, found footage. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's always going to be a problem. All right. 
Um, God, who would you cast as who? I mean, we're kind of limited. <laughs> we're kind of limited to one side of the roles. Good here. luck. I, if I, I mean, I'd probably play. What's his name? Oh, the the jokey guy. I play Bradley Whitford. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, I'd be the dad. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be the girl. <laughs> you'd be the son. I would be the son. Uh, Ethan, I don't know who you'd be, buddy. Um, I'm be Rod. I'm still going to be, be Rod. Rod. Okay. Rod's funny. I feel. I feel I have enough knowledge to be like something dinky going on, and I get to be with a dog all the time. I did this film have a villain problem. Definitely didn't. No, nope. definitely didn't have a problem. What should this film have been called? Guess who's coming to dinner? Yeah. Guess who's staying after dinner? <laughs> Whose story is it? Well, it's clearly. Oh. Well, we think it's Chris's, don't we? Yeah. Because we're aligned with Chris all the way is, through. Is it more the family story? That's the reveal we get. Yeah. There's the, there's the um, like, metaphoric, it's the black experience story. But from a character's perspective, I, I guess we're learning about the family. All, all, and all Chris, the reveals. Chris, yeah. Chris, Chris is just our... Does Chris um, go on a journey? I don't think so. He's just our avatar to get us there. The audience are in the sunken place viewing through Chris's eyes, yeah. so I guess, yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um... What is the story here? I think we talked about that. The yeah. uh, the, the metaphor of the black experience. Musical inspiration. Uh, go let it out, Oasis. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I thought so. See, I would. I, I you. The easy choice is Redbone, but they put that in the in the film. So, <laughs> bring me back to life, Evanescence. Cool. Um. Hmm. Cup of tea, newsboys. I don't know. Oh, God. oh what's that? Hypnotize, um, Notorious B.I.G. What was that? What was that? What was that? Um, Ming T. Hey, Biggie, Biggie, can't you <laughs> see? <laughs> Sometimes your words just hypnotize me. A uh, cup of tea. Cup yeah. Of te- have a cup of tea. A lot of BBC one. references in that. There is, isn't there? Yep. Um, um, role of women. Well. I think really good. She was the stronger yeah. one, wasn't she? I think really good. Uh, I think she, um, the, mother um, the... the mother, Catherine Keener, was very good. Yeah. I think the woman who played Rose was very good. And also, Rose's whole thing is literally built upon the notion of perceiving, like, an, like a very defiant, uh, innocent-seeming white woman. Yeah. And we, we take that assumption and that stereotype, and then we go, oh, shit, no, of course. I thought Georgina was a more developed character than Walter was. I think yeah. so. Yeah, so I'm yeah. pretty good. Walter's character is I run. Yeah, he's not very clear in yeah. who, he, who he is, is he? Um, Favorite character? <clears throat> you know Liam's Liam is Ray. No, not Ray. Oh, well, yeah, but Rod. Rod, yeah. Oh, sorry, Rod, played by Ray. 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 Yeah. Little Ray. Yeah. Little okay, Ray. sorry. Yeah. I might have been mistaken. Oh, I think I called him Ray the whole second half of the synopsis. Do you know what? I, I thought Rod was brilliant because he does bring that, like, I don't like horror movies. So having that light relief and that comedic feel no, it was, good. Was, was a bit of light relief for me because when he said stuff, he's, she's lying. And I'm like, He's yeah. a good audience surrogate. Yep. Yeah, yeah, because you're with him. 
He also says things that we're thinking and then throws yeah, us yeah. off or all that stuff. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love him. Ethan. Roddy is good. I really like Chris. Chris is just like Daniel Kaluuya is plays him so well. I'm gonna go with Rose. Yeah, she's yeah. Rose yeah. is so good at throwing me off a set. Oh, so good. So good at throwing me off a set. And part, part, brilliant. Part of that's the writing. And part of that's the acting. Yeah, she's yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah, because mm. even when she's on the phone and you can see a deadpan face. Oh no! Yeah, and she's yeah. still doing all the brilliant. And I'm thinking, oh, it's two worlds. It's this. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. she's in the second place, and the second place ain't real. So everything, good. everything after his hypnosis, I was going. This is a complete like it's like a a, sit, a simulation. It's not real. None of it counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Um, let's go with a a best moment or element. Best moment, best element. Um, when they want to pull your attention, camera pulls and stuff. Yep, and distance and things uh, was very clever. And I also liked. Um, the music, uh, because, the score, yeah? yeah, 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 because that that um, you know, like in Halloween, Halloween's not scary without the music, okay, and that weren't to that degree in this, but there was bits of moments when the the score made you jump, yep, you know, and stuff. So that was that was clever. Ethan, I really like the writing, like the writing when it comes to sort of either foreshadowing or just making you realize. Oh, of, of course. Like the the use of how Cotton saves him, the Clever. like every single for- yeah. piece of foreshadowing that that like falls into place, and you go, oh, okay. The 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 use of it's a funeral, but it's not, and it's literally a slave. Like all all of the all of the very obvious clues that you don't realize on first glance, and you go, oh, of course that that makes it makes sense. It's like the the sixth sense kind of thing. You go. Oh, shit, of course, I'm an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the misdirect of the casually racist family as a misdirect for me seeing the bigger thing underneath. <laughs> the biggest, yeah, the bigger thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it was really, everything with that first introduction of the whole family in general did a really good job of making me go, I don't, you know, so I didn't really pay attention to the parents enough once the brother got involved because he was crazy. And I'm like, no, it's all this little subtle. Ri-. And the buildup and the gut punch of Rose is in on it. Rose is the is the one who's the main actor of it, actually. Mm. That's interesting. So my question earlier was going to be, well, how are they getting the girls, though? But, of course, Georgina and Walter, they I imagine they were the help aides they had for the, for the parents until it was and, yeah. time to die and then they, they swapped so I'm like okay but we do have a situation where it seems to be just a lot of men are coming to the group yeah there isn't mm. yeah so uh, it's interesting. I can't imagine um, what's the, the uh, brother's name Jeremy Jer- Jeremy I can't imagine him going out wooing women no no I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm like, Jeremy yeah, literally like, looks back. like Jeremy's biggest problem is he literally looks like he's jumped like I, I said earlier they didn't want it to be a stereotypical red state. He walked in from a stereotypical red state. He yeah. did. He did. Um, grumble. Oh, well. Let me confer to my notes here. Things didn't make sense. Okay. Um, <laughs> the little door being open several yeah. times. Uh, why was that open? Why was it left open? Yeah. I believe he shut it the first time. Yep. Um, and then it led to the photos. Why would you lead someone to the photos to understand what's going on. You wouldn't give them that much insight. Yep. When she noticed that he'd seen the photos and go, oh, is everything okay? Why did she still carry on? Why didn't she flip then? Why didn't she twist then? Yep. Make no sense to me. Also, Walter saying about you were under, um, you were in that room for a long while. Yep. Why couldn't they have kept that 
more of a dream, getting yep. him confused. It just seemed odd, considering he was supposed to be the granddad. Yep. Um, it just seemed like they'd give him too much away. Yep. Uh, what's your, oh, and the CGI fire. CGI <laughs> fire was pants. I'm, <laughs> I'm right with you there. Yeah. I see Liam took George's grumbles for the next five times she's not here today. <laughs> uh, Ethan, grumble. Um, there, there is an over-reliance on horror film tropes, which is really difficult because they're easy to fall into with the horror film because, of course, and I think that also comes in part that tropes aren't terrible. Tropes aren't a bad thing, but, like, they it also can be very, very annoying when it's used, like, in a consistent amount of time in such a short, like, block of the film. Um, but other than just, like, horror film existence things... Um, I forgot the the brother's name. Um, Jeremy. Jeremy is uh such an outlier in all of this, and I I I get I the reason why. I get the reason why is to put you off the scent of everyone else because you're focusing all of your negative attention on him. Oh. But after that, that weird um uh bloody ukulele bit makes no sense to me. And I feel he's kind of underutilized as well as just underperformed. Like, he's over and underperformed at the same time. And it's really, it's both believable and just a bit too much of a caricature for what the plan feels like. I, If they had a line that was just like, Jeremy really is just racist and he hates this idea of becoming, like, a black person, that's fine. Yeah. But there's something, there's like a small part of that carrot. I say it's fine. Like, it's fine as a narrative perspective, but not as a real thing. But oh, like, yeah. yeah, but just there's like a small piece of character, which I feel was really needed. And I felt this since the first time I, I, I watched this and I thought I missed it. The first, there just isn't this, there just is like this small little character piece missing that I think would kind of make everything fall well, else fall into place. They basically abandoned Jeremy after that. Dining yeah, room. they do. Jeremy he's just, and he's just there as a figure of menace afterwards. Yeah, Jeremy and Granddad exist for Granddad. Kind of, at least has a payoff. Um, yeah, with, with the with the gun and and everything. But other than that, like, and, yeah, Jer- and, Jeremy and, exists for uh, and, misdirection and the whole promo video. Oh yeah, because yeah. the, the Get Out challenge. Everyone thought Get Out was just scary black man chasing you, which I says I think says more about like the average teenage white audience going to mm-hmm. see it than the actual film itself. Um, I'm going to sort of go alongside Liam's here and say uh, what necessarily makes a better movie, it, characters have to act in the in the way that will benefit themselves. Yeah, Characters can't just be like, I need to do this because the plot calls for me to do this. Mm. It needs to be, this is something my character would actually do. And about five or six times, characters do things they wouldn't actually do yeah. because the movie needs this to happen. Movie's got a movie. Yeah, and there's more organic ways. I mean, we even sat around and just found ways that you could make this occur to some degree yeah. anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not... Yeah, it's a shame. I'll say this much, especially because at about the two-thirds mark, I had a very... I had a much different number in my head. Oh. A much different number in my head. And it... it and it's not because I think at the ending I want. I'm totally cool getting because I, I just said I love my expectations being subverted. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's fine by me. But it just it, it, it's old internal logic from a character point didn't make sense to me moving and just some really underwhelming deaths and things like that where I'm like this felt like it should have been a bigger deal. But yeah, I'm gonna go there. Liam, you get your hand up for yet another grumble. I do. And it's <laughs> oh, just come God. to me. Why is the opening scene Jeremy kidnapping the jazz guy? And putting him in the back of the boot, 
And then the rest of it, we've been told she's seducing men to do this. Why are there two different things? Oh, so why isn't she organically bringing everybody home? Yeah, because we've been told it's happened so many more times before. Maybe he refused to... Uh... Why is he decided? Okay, here's why. Ready for this? Go on. It's a red herring. Uh... We establish it as being a violent thing, so we never suspect the girlfriend. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just give me so a- it's just that horror movie trope. It's Scream, right? It's a, it's, it's, it's a killer in a mask. The yeah. calls from inside the house type. Thing. Yeah. So we're looking but for a white car. Sense. We're looking for a white car. We're looking for like a mask. So all these sort of tropes of like. Um, it, it works for the characters. Yeah. You know, the movie. It works for the movie. It doesn't work for the characters. It works for the no, characters. I agree. Yeah. I, agree. I mean, it makes. Yeah. yeah you're right. It makes you think this is going to be like a cabin in the woods, like someone's come a knocking, like looking for whatever. Yeah. And I think, I think the problem, like the internal logic you can give, and again, this is me going. I've watched this three times. I want to defend it because I chose this too. Um, I want to say it's like you can't have every single time they go to the house because people get suspicious. But at the same point, like pe- <sighs> again, I think Ethan, it's it's it's, yeah. it's a red herring, buddy. You're allowed to have a red yeah. herring. Yeah, I know. It's a horror movie. Uh, horror movies have yeah. hearings. The the internal logic as well, like Peel said, was like people don't care when like a black person goes missing compared to a white woman. I'm like, yeah, that's true. Not that, established in the film. That that's my uh, that's my outside knowledge. Right. So when they said why, I think there's a part where they go, why why black people? And I thought that's where they were going to go. Actually, that's one part I did think they were going to go with that. Mm. Yeah, there's going to be this really callous. Like you'd be surprised how much people care less about. My, perfect place for that line. Right, mm-hmm. so that's not really criticism. But my criticism is more like story beats. Like, why are the pictures just there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, as soon <laughs> as soon as I open the door, it's right there. But why does that door keep opening? Because we need like him to walk a, over to I it. I felt like that was a tunnel to somewhere in the house that someone was watching. If it was a moment where, like, all of a sudden, like whoever whoever uh, Georgina really is, I guess she really is Georgina, not Grandma. So you know, the real Georgina fights through for a moment and opens the door i can give you that i can give you that mm. but then you gotta tell me it happened mm. you can't make me go well maybe this happened i don't think that was a door to anywhere other than just a cupboard though no it's just it's just it's what we call a crawl space it's just a little bit extra storage yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. all right uh let's go with anybody's best role ever i don't really know anybody don't. besides lakeith stanfield yeah i don't and 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 um george costanza's boss so you know I think Lakeith Stanfield is better in Knives Out. Great. I know Lakeith Stanfield. Lakeith Stanfield's amazing and sorry to bother you. That he's like the lead in that, and that's that's a fantastic film. Okay. Um, Kaluuya is better in uh, Jesus and the Black Messiah. Nope, like he he's just good in everything. To be fair. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay, now it's that time. I'll hit the right button. I never wanna hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Age game, age game. Let's all play the age game. Cool. I mentioned him just now, so I'll bring him up first. And he's also because he's the lead. Daniel Kaluuya. Oh. See, this is the first thing I knew him in. 34. 26. Ian was really close. 27. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Allison Williams, Rose. Ooh. 30. 24. 28. Oh, there you go. Bradley Whitford. Okay. 53. 
off by um, uh, year 57. Oh, well then. Okay. Uh, Caleb Landry Honestly, Jones. I was going to go higher, and you went so low, I dropped my level. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go first in this one. I'll go first yeah, this Caleb one. Landry Jones. Oh, uh, Jeremy. The guy who played red. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, 27. 25. Ian's buying the money, 27. Uh, <laughs> uh, Catherine Keener, Missy. Oh... Forty-four. Fifty. Fifty-seven. Wow! Yeah. She looked good. I know. I, I, Same I think, as I, I think I undercut that one, because I was like, you're way low. Wow. Because <laughs> she was like, in 40-year-old version, she was like 40 then, you know what I mean? Like, oh, okay. yeah. And finally, Little Ray Howery. Oh. <laughs> 34. Oh. 29. 37. Wow! Oh. I think I, did, I think I didn't nip it, but yeah. Yeah, that's four to Ian and two to Liam. Maybe. Two two. I'm I'm actually counting the school. Four two. Well. It's four, four two. two. <laughs> uh, let's go next. Uh, we've got the critics. We're going to let Ethan go ahead and uh, pick up a little bit more on that. He's uh, sitting in for George today. The good, yeah. the bad, and the ebes. So we got the good. We got Mark Kermode from the Observer, and he says, "Beneath the beautiful smile of twenty-first century liberalism, Get Out finds the grinning, ghoulish skull of old-age servitude and exploitation unveiled during a roller coaster ride in a very American nightmare." Gives it four out of five. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we have, and I I struggle to find a negative review, so this is one of the yeah, only negative yeah. reviews I can find. Ninety-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So here's the two percent. This is Armand White from the National Review. <laughs> his, his surname is really white. He's black as well. Are you serious? Wow. Okay, so before I need to tell Armand White is a notorious film critic who basically, if everyone hates it, he'll love it. Oh, if everyone he, loves it, he'll hate he's it. He's the contrarian. All right, he's the contrarian. He's the like the only guy. He was like Suicide Squad is a masterpiece. Okay, um, Get Out is it? <laughs> sorry, Get Out is an attenuated comedy sketch in which serious concerns are debased and brings back the return to the Get Whitey movie. It's an Obama movie for Tarantino fans and gives it one out of five. Wow. Okay. And finally, Brian Tallarico from RogerEbert.com. Ebs.com. Do they? They still go under Eve. His his name's got got brand yeah. value. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, it's compl- actually really sad. Sorry. That, it's, it's a really yeah, no. I'm kind of a little sad about just saying that. That's crazy. Like, is it is it his legacy? They get outed like, his legacy. I should be like, yeah. Or do so, I go? Or do I go? Oh, like, so the guy's Cisco, a brand. I guess. Cisco. I guess. I guess Walt Disney Studios is a thing, yeah, isn't it? I, yeah. Because yeah. the, these are the ones the I think thing. they were chosen. They were chosen by Ebert before he died. I think. But the question is, what happens after they go? I, I imagine they'll have like its own like board yeah. of, of it'll have its own yeah. managers now, yeah. Yeah. A complex accomplished genre hybrid that uh should alter Jordan Peele's business card. Three out of four. Alright. Uh I put out a Felice as I'm known to do. Is it a great film, good film, okay film, or poor film? Forty five percent called this a good film. Forty percent called it a great film, with ten percent and five percent going okay film and poor film, respectively. So that then goes. Oh, it's all me here. I gotta go. What's going on with? Oh, we've got quite a few now. Great, uh, which is good. So what we want. So, what are your thoughts on Get Out? 
Uh, oh, I'm going to need to write down some numbers. Liam, can I borrow a pen for a minute, please? Uh, so first one is from Nate the Great, who says, at the time, a very creepy and unsettling, yet realistic look at racism. Effective scares, eerie feeling the whole way through, and not a bad performance in the movie. Jordan Peele's an incredible filmmaker, and the fact that this was his first movie is unbelievable. Although it's amazing, I think it's a little overrated. That's weird. Everything was really, really like glowing until the end there. <laughs> and then he went, I know you're thinking this, and I'm coming in a little bit less. Who was that? That was Nate the Nate. Great. Yep. Uh, next up, we've got Reverend Bruce. Uh, I don't have it set up. <laughs> Liam, can you get it queued up to the next screen, please? Uh, I love this movie. I'm not a horror movie fan, but the mixture of horror movie tropes and social critique is both clever and devastating. Bradley Whitford saying, "I uh, Bradley Whitford saying, I know I'm a walking cliche, a white landowner with black servants, and I would have voted for Barack Obama for a third term if I could have, when, of course, it's all just the opposite. A classic subtle example of racist white fragility, leading to a not-so-subtle slave trade auction at the house. This was the first time I'd ever seen Daniel Kaluuya in a lead role like this. He was amazing, especially the way he used his eyes to show what he was thinking and feeling. 100% bang on there, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100% mm-hmm. bang on. And the cinematography for, for capturing that as well. Yep. Uh, especially in the way he used... Oh, I said that. Once in particular, more poignant than ever after the killing of George Floyd... Um, and the American racial protest of 2020 is when Rose and Chris hit the deer on the way to her parents' house, which brings up Chris's sense of loss uh, and helpless because his own mother died in a hit-and-run accident. Mm-hmm. It also looks forward to the deer head, which has been stuffed and hanging on the wall in Bradley Woodford's basement. In a subtle way, you see the racism of the police officer who stops to talk to them. Only the driver of the car has to show their license to the police, but not in this case, until Rose pushes back. The entire film is filled with this devastating social critique of white racism. All right, more. But Katie McRae was drinking a cup of tea, and she tapped her teaspoon on the inside of her teacup. <laughs> and now I'm floating in outer space with no more ability to write. So I guess that's all for now. Well that done on that. Brilliant. That's so good. <laughs> uh, next up, we've got friend of the podcast, Poet Laureate, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. I was late coming to Get Out and to Jordan Peele as a film director. I watched Get Out and Us back-to-back about two years ago, and I love the way he tells his stories. Everything seems relatively normal at the beginning, but there's this undercurrent of uneasiness that is very clearly building towards something. Little oddities are sprinkled in here and there. Then something major happens, and everything flips. It's so well-crafted. Watching this a second time, I picked up a lot more of the foreshadowing and the elements designed to throw you away from the plot. The scene where Missy taps the glass with the spoon and they are all sat outside springs to mind. Some subtle foreshadowing. The film does a great job of making you focus on Chris and the, uh, and the discomfort and confusion he's feeling. You're aligned with him. Look at that powerful well word done. there. Yeah. Uh, sorry, it's the second screen, so I'm trying to find it. Ah, from start to finish. When he falls into the sunken place during the hypnotism scene, it takes you totally by surprise. The attention is built upon again until he discovers the cupboard and realizes the full scope discovers the cupboard. Come on. <laughs> Might have been a giant flashlight that said pictures in here. Anyway, back to <laughs> discovers the cupboard and realizes the full scope of what he has become involved in. The person he's trusted this whole time, Rose, proves to be in on it and has set him up right from the start. The scene of the realization of what is happening hits him is brilliant. This is my, then my hair part of the film where he must kill them all in order to escape. The fake out with the police car is a great twist. I'm not a massive proper horror fan, but this kind of film is right up my street. It's brilliantly acted, well-filmed, and keeps you guessing the whole way through. Honorable mention to Rod, who absolutely brings the comedy throughout and says exactly what everyone is thinking. Well done, Dwayne Smith. well done. Not just because you agreed with what we said, but not not because of that either. So there we go. And he gives it a great uh... as well. Oh, we forgot to do all that stuff, so... (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry, Reverend Bruce. <laughs> ting, ting, ting. There we are. <laughs> so there we are. Um, so uh, George messaged me saying, hope everything's okay pod-wise. I'm like, well, we're just kind of going on. It's all we're doing here. So uh, if you like this film episode, you'd like, I mean, Ethan's telling us you might like Nope. You might like yeah, us. Yeah. yeah. I think us, I've I've seen us more, more recently again. I think us is the better written and directed film than okay. this, which is, I think, apparently a controversial take to some, but I think all the issues that, no, that um, Get Out has us is able to fix all right and uh now it's just i'm gonna i'm gonna film liam in a second he doesn't know this um (laughs) oh did you want to do box office i forgot about uh box office i'll do the box office i gotta look up the the fledgling phantoms you go ahead with the box office cool so a budget of 4.5 million what does it make 4.5 um did you say it got a big release uh global release yeah okay um 12 65 255 wow wow yeah horror is great because horror Horror is so easy to do horror if you if you hit big that's why horror movies are so are so prevalent because you can make them for like what was this four million you said uh yeah 4.5 you can can make it for nickels and then you don't need like even better than one in ten like if one hits hits pays for everything else Wow. So so like a movie? It's, it's like a bunch of like scratch and wins. Just keep pumping them out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a reason the Blumhouse Corporation, I think, is like one of the highest ranking production companies right now. It's the same. Not in qualities and finance. It's the same logic between Working Title and all those rom coms they came yeah, out with. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. every four in a funeral, there was a whole bunch of like, eh. Yeah, yeah. But you just need the one forward is a funeral hits and you're set for two years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's a I film do. that came out like last week or a month ago called Smile. And the entire premise is. There's a ghost that smiles all the time and follows you, and, and that's it. That's that's the fucking film. But they they got a load of people at like a, a baseball game to just be where the camera would be and smile for the entire thing. And people went, "That's so scary. I'm gonna go see Smile." Fine. <laughs> I'm so, I'm I'm sick of being a horror fan. I fucking hate being a horror fan. Here's the pause. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna pause here while we check with the Fledgling fandom. <laughs> Starting with, hey, it's your sister. Hey. <laughs> Kirsty says I had to check back to this tweet multiple times to make sure I was watching the right film. I don't think I've ever questioned a film pick as much as I did this one. I love Bradley Whitford, but he even couldn't save this film for me. My mouth is hurts from mouthing WTF a thousand times. Not a fan, I'm guessing. Uh, Russell the Post, he says, it's a well-crafted movie with some very tense sequences and funny moments. I really liked how the sunken place scenes were filmed. Overall, I liked it, but I don't think it deserves to be tagged as the masterpiece the critics say it is. I'm in the minority here, but I also think... Peel is quite overrated as a filmmaker. To which Carlo responds, yes, I think I'm a bit more positive than Russell, but overall I agree. Peel definitely shows his skills in building up tension in the cast, especially Kaluuya are all great. My main issues were the last act. Hey! Good job, Carlo. In which I think he loses a bit of control of the film. I also didn't like the little Rel Howery's character. Oh, wow. Whoa, that's... Uh, that's a shock yep i think his comedy beats leans too much in the comedy for this film i think his performance needed a bit of restraint and he continues i don't know for someone that came literally from left field sketch comedy to direct a pretty solid horror films quite something mm-hmm. i know there's a lot of hype around him but i think he delivered the goods here more than get out 
Sorry, I think us deliver the goods way more than get out. Yeah. Now I know I'm in the minority in that, which Ethan obviously isn't. So, because you agree with him there, don't you? Yeah, I I always think it's a controversial take for some reason. More people seem to praise Get Out than us. I think it's because they, I, I don't know, I I, I don't know, because there's a lot of ground that they both tread, and I think us just does it a bit more. And they can well rounded. They continue their conversation for a bit, but Jesse B. Let's finish this off for that. Says I love this film, best of his movies by far. I still can't look at a teacup the same way. Daniel Kaluuya was awesome. Hey, thanks a lot. Anybody who chipped in there i'm a little surprised by uh yeah the back and forth forever what part of our world are carlo and russell the posty gonna join in a conversation oh that's <laughs> nice you know but yeah um i want to say that um nate and your sister and russell keep saying that they're in the minority of this film I don't think they're not. I feel it's time to say ratings then. Liam, ratings, what do we got? Okay, I'm with with those guys. Um, I felt like it was a bit overrated than what people give. Um, I'm not a horror fan, as you know, and as the the listeners know. Um, Yes, there are clever bits, and they'd make me go, oh, yeah, yeah, never thought of it like that. Oh, yeah, of course. And the acting was superb, especially by the lady who played Rose and... The lead guy. Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, I can't say his name, so I'm going to say it. Um, George, you struggle with Columbine so much. I've nailed Kaluuya from the start. <laughs> Kaluuya. I struggled a little bit at the very beginning, and now I'm good. Um, superb. Um, but for me, there was it just didn't really hit home for me. Um, so, again, Kirsty, and again, Nate and Russell, you're not in the minority here. I'm only going to give it. Six boyfriends brought home by Rose. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Wow, 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 wow. I was not expecting that. (laughs) It was I. Uh, Ethan, you may as well deliver the counterpoint to this. (laughs) Yeah, my my counterpoint. No, I really like this film. I think uh, it's a directorial debut. It's good. It's a horror film and thriller. I think it does really well. Again, I'm in this viewpoint where I watch so many shitty horror films. Whenever there's like a slightly good one, I I probably, I believe I probably would like treat them like diamonds. And I'm very well aware of this, but this film just, I, I really like its writing. It's got really clever writing for a thriller, which mm-hmm. like is very rare to see now. And the direction's great. The acting's great. I th- it's somewhat plausible, like believable in its execution. Um, and for all of that, like even with its flaw, I'm going for eight confused conversations about uh, MMA fighting <laughs> at a turn. That was more than I was expecting. Mm. I was, to be fair. I, th- I, thought, saying, yeah. I thought he was going to go nine and a half. <laughs> I, 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 no, no, I, I, I had him around that, that high myself, yeah. yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's safe for a different Jordan Peele film. All right. Uh, much like Liam, I'm not a fan of horror films. Then, again, I don't think this is much of a horror film. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really interesting film. I think it's a psychological thriller. I think it played with subtle nuances of what happens when you view racism as only overt, explicit statements of hate as opposed to much more subtle and nuanced racism, which takes place from from the eyes of of the... Is it Chris? Is that his name? Chris, right? Chris. Yeah. Chris. The Chris character played by Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. We, we sort of see what his day is like, and that's a really interesting perspective. Um, I love the first two-thirds of this movie. 
love the first two thirds of this movie and then he finds the box what's in the box don't worry about it we're going to show you it's not going to make a lot of sense but we're going to show you and the last third i, I really think the movie gets away from him as um i don't know if it was well did they I just think there's places you could have gone and... You can't put the toothpaste back. There's a specific movie that, that Jordan Peele wanted to make, and I, there's no blame on him for wanting to make that no, movie no, no, and no, wanted to make not. that statement. Yeah. Uh, I think the overall movie, as, as as a movie... So what's the purpose of a movie? Is the purpose of a movie to generate conversation? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, in which case, good for... But as a point of movie, the things that I value for it us. for... <laughs> You know, story and 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 character logic and all that stuff. That sort of matters, and so I'm left here in very much in a sunken place myself. Going, which of the two worlds am I going to do? So I'm going to do eight extra cotton buds. He should have saved up before going upstairs. <laughs> yes, he should. Out of ten, I really like at the two thirds mark, Ethan. I'm like nine, nine and a half in this. Wow! I was so wow! High. I was so high on this at the two thirds mark. <laughs> That's higher than I ever would have thought that I, I'd go. I've, I've, I was this has so been like a solid eight for me for years. I was like, I was like, wow, another first watch that's been so brilliant because <laughs> we had Whiplash recently, and I loved, loved that. Yeah, and I you know, that. I know you did. <laughs> I'm noticing a pattern with films I really like. But, but and I was going, this is really great, and then it just kind of went. I thought it was a more interesting place he could go to, and instead it went to a more happy place, and that's okay. And I understand the logic why he wants to do it. I like. Mm. I just hope everybody understands the logic of why I yeah, sort of yeah, thought, yeah, yeah. oh, but this is a better... If I walk out kind of going, oh, my soul hurts a little, here's a non-spoiler. I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. Yeah. You remember the feeling walking out of that cinema? Yes. Like, if you give me that moment, and you go... And I walk out going... You can't replicate oh, that either. Yeah, and you walk out in stunned silence, going, "That's yeah. not where I thought that was going." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the- and there's two responses. The one group who went, "I don't like that." Like, okay, great. Well, the other group who went, "Someone said, yeah." The other group who goes, "That was brilliant." Yeah, I yeah. did not see that coming. I agree. And I'm chewing on it for days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I literally had that when I saw Infinity War. Someone was like, "It's the worst film I've ever seen." Well, because the Bing Bing Woohoo heroes didn't win again. What if three billboards had ended with, "We found her. We found yeah, who, who who did yeah, it," and yeah, now we've yeah, killed yeah. her? And it'd be like, "All right, uh, yeah, that open endedness is beautiful." But it's so much more powerful it when is, you're like, "It's it not." Yeah. But how you deal? How do you deal with the emotions of that? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. We, and then we can leave you in that moment and go, oh. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that's why that scene of him being like, "I'm sorry, I don't know who you're uh, talking about," would have been so impactful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that could have been. Uh, let's talk about something that sometimes you need some joy. Jordan <laughs> Peele was going to go for some joy at the end. Yeah. Next week we got some joy coming to us in the Ooh. form of Reverend Bruce joining us again Ooh. for another BFF of the BFE episode. Nice, nice. Reverend Bruce was in a very. Well, he gave us the town. I haven't yeah. seen I've, Casablanca. Yeah, Chariots of Fire. Yeah, Ooh, nice yeah. And I knew his short list, and he said he's going to go. He wants joy. Oh, he wants no. joy for this one. I was so scared. And actually. It leans a little bit Liamy because it's a classic movie he's going to do. Hey. And it lets us talk about. I thought you were going to record this. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just record this. So for anybody who's watching, well, you've already heard me. I'm not, I'm not going to edit this out. So here we go. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to video Liam here. All right. So okay. there we are. So Liam, like we said, like, so <laughs> Reverend Bruce wants to bring joy. Joy to the world. Joy to the world. Yeah. 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 Happiness in our hearts at the end of an, another hard year. And so, 
sometimes there's a way you can go around doing that. And I said, let's pause with the conversation on our respective shows. Because yeah. next week, we're going to be doing a musical. Oh. A classic musical. Oh. I hope you got <laughs> gallons and gallons of milk. Because water doesn't look that good when it falls from the sky. We're doing Singing in the Rain. Holy wow. shit. Do you know what? I've never seen this movie. <laughs> And I've always wanted to see it. I've never seen anything but the, the iconic dance, oh, yeah, sequence. The dance sequence. Yeah, just that's this it. Is, My this was always this on. So this was always on at Christmas. So I wonder if Thank I'll... You. I don't think I've ever retained a single thing from this film. Because it's always on at Christmas. And I'm just like, oh, it's that thing. It's another one that oh. I can teach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can teach this in Greece. <laughs> that's a combination. Greece, come on. Oh, I think I quit my job. <laughs> Jeez. The only one thing I know about Singing in the Rain is when he did that sequence, he, he got was sick. very under the well. Yeah. Und- under weather, sorry. Yeah, because he just was like poured on by water. It's yeah, the same yeah, situation yeah. happened to me. But, Except for I was putting setback and he was doing his sequence. But how amazing is that dance sequence? Yeah, so it'll be good to have Georgia back for that because she's yeah. more. I see, I, I'm not really a big choreo guy, so that's really interesting as far as that goes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that's just the next week cool. we are going to be joined by Evan Bruce and we are going to do Singing in the Rain. Uh, for the record, uh, Get Out comes in at 7.42, which puts it slightly higher than about time. Okay. But below yeah. almost everything else we've done recently. So yeah, um, this is Spinal Tap. It beats considerably. <laughs> it's going through mine now. That's no, fine. I have a very acquired taste, to be fair. Yeah, do, so does do. Liam, though, to be fair. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very we curious. We something different to the table. And we do. And we are something mm. different. We're Reverend Brooks, who does not, not afraid to dig back. And that's, that's, that's your timelines, he does. Mm. He'll go back to the 30s, the 40s. Good lad. That's, 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 that's your area. Yeah. So, because I know some of the other ones he has on top. I was like, oh, it'd be cool if he did. And he came in with left field with this. I was like, <laughs> all right. And I'm really excited for it because. I'm excited for it because I've never seen I'm gonna, it. I'm going to say it again. Like, you know, not to pick ourselves up, but find me another movie pod that's doing get out one week and singing in the rain the next yeah exactly so there we go so my girlfriend would be very pleased about this there we go <laughs> such is so um let's just wrap this one up please <laughs> join us next week when uh hopefully it's gonna be much more pl- plain and obvious and less metaphorical next week <laughs> when we tackle is it Gene Kelly? It feels like Gene Kelly's the right name for that. Gene Kelly? The yeah, Gene Kelly yeah, film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think so. Singing in the Rain. For best film ever. I've been Liam. And I've been Ethan. Hey, you know what? We might be in England, but we found out it's not just here that everything stops for tea. <laughs> we'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flap. Shuffle some things around over there. <laughs> Get fucked, mate.